how patronizing is this dude? Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, September 8th, 2022. This is your award-winning Gimonation Media Assassination, episode 1484. This is No Agenda. Broadcasting live from the heart of the Texas Hill Country here in FEMA Region Number Six. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry, and from Northern Silicon Valley, where we're all saying the same thing: Long live the Queen. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill in the morning. Ah, show day, show day. She did it on a show day, or they did it on a show day. Would be more accurate. Well, you know, I mean, the timing is perfect. Yeah. Get the get get the new prime minister in, shake hands with the queen. We've gone, you know, so that does, isn't a question. It'd be horrible if she passed away before the she uh, accepted the, the new prime minister, and then uh, done. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Did you see the pictures of her shaking uh, hands with uh, Liz Truss? Oh, I thought that was Liz Truss. Uh, okay, I'm not going to do the joke. Uh, yes, I did. She's, she's lost about a foot in height. You know, that's not the woman I met. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and it probably wasn't. <laughs> you know, and the, it, she looks like a, that one shot where she's leaning over and she's got her bag on her arm, which is, you know, kind of her, her signature look and her cane. I mean, she looks just like a wax figure. Just like a wax figure. Anyway, this, of course, kicks off the Great Reset. I've been waiting for the, for the signal. Here it is. On deck, we still have the Pope. Um, uh, he will resign, of course. Um, and Liz Truss, I think she'll become the Margaret Thatcher of her age. What do you think? No. <laughs> Me neither. Have, have you heard about her plan? So she's coming and everyone's hurting. Everyone's- oh, she's got some new phrase for the country, too. The, the uh, Britain, the country of the future or something. It's some crazy little little ditty she's dreamed of. No, I didn't hear this. Uh, by the no, way... I obviously only heard it once and I can't remember it. For, for our, for our uh, British producers, uh, we're sorry for your loss. I know that in a weird way you guys really care about that stuff. I get it. And now we move on to making fun. Uh, so Liz Truss, uh, she's uh, now the Prime Minister. She has to hit the ground running. She has to, uh, you know, we had to get Boris out. Uh, she has stuff to prove. Uh, let's start with resetting, I don't know, energy markets? Liz Truss will announce a freeze to average domestic energy bills at £2,500 for up to two years. Now, universal grants of £400 already announced by Rishi Sunak will still apply, bringing that down to £2,100, close to the current price cap of £1,971. But without intervention, that figure will rise 80% to £3,549. And to stop that increase, the government will borrow to make up the difference between the cap figure and the real cost to suppliers of buying energy. So taxpayer money will go to energy companies to pay for our bills. Now, the cost of filling that gap for all households would be about £40 billion a year, but that's without any further price rises in wholesale gas markets. Government sources say the total package won't exceed £100 billion a year, but it is impossible to accurately predict the cost because of the volatility of energy markets, and there will be concern this could be a blank check funding energy company profits. So... This is very yeah, interesting. That, that, by the way, that report was as good as it gets. No, 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 no. We Conf- had- no, really. Confusing numbers flying around. 
Oh no, this this is this is happening at the Queen Ursula level. I mean, I know it's separate from the UK and they're not quite doing the same. But here's here's what I understand. They put a cap on it. Let's just say your total yearly bill would be two and a half thousand. Uh can't be more than that. If your bill, because of the deregulated energy market, electricity markets, is for some reason uh five thousand then the government will borrow the 2500 that you can't pay because of the cap, which I guess is determined by the electricity companies, who, as we know, are just trading desks, trading energy back and forth, futures, five, ten years into the future. Uh, they'll get that money, uh, which, of course, I think is kind of a self-feeding machine. Doesn't that mean that you know they'll do everything they can to raise the price because it comes off the government anyway? And then... Of course, they're borrowing. I, I'm not sure what they mean by that. Does that mean uh, they are they doing Creating money? Tri- thank you. That's what I wanted to make sure it was. So they will create money, which creates inflation, which will just make which the prices the go price high. Up. So it's a self fulfilling machine, right? I'm not crazy in that thinking, am I? You know, it's kind of funny because it reminds me of the student loan crisis, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you create you, you allow students to get these loans that really was just a, a, a signature. Uh-huh. And then, coincidentally, the prices of the tuition go up. And so the student loans get more, you know, there's more of them. And so the prices of the tuitions go up. It's, it's be- kind of it's the same system. thing. Well, this is now, this was rolled out yesterday by Queen Ursula. I'll just get right into it. I have a couple, they're all short clips to explain it precisely because this is a disaster. And all that anyone got from her speech, which... At first, I was like, oh, man, this is great. When I, you know, And Tucker Carlson had this clip. Everybody sent me this clip. But that's all they ever looked at was this one clip from uh, Queen Ursula rolling out her, her energy and electricity plan. And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. <laughs> now, of course, everyone correctly identifies the flatten the curve, get ready to be locked down or turn off stuff by command, by rule. And as you heard, that Queen Ursula and the European Commission, of which she's the president, they're going to mandate, mandate, the uh, the member states go uh, and reduce their their peak hours, and so that's now instead of flattening the curve of this is the same fun game we get to play. Instead of flattening the curve of infections and deaths, now we get to flatten the curve of peak demand. So Ursula lays out this strategy for the European Union. It's a doozy. It's this on steroids. So, and by the way, man, she she must be like two feet tall. And she wears skinny jeans, like she's got toothpicks and a big head with that hair. You see her from the side. It's kind of creepy. Are you still with me? Yeah, I'm just listening. Oh, okay. She I, is, she's not kind of creepy. <laughs> she's very creepy. So she comes out, does 15 minutes. I got a couple of clips. Uh, this is just kind of the intro little status where we're at. And, you know, oh, it's so great. And everything's fantastic. And we're kicking Putin's ass. Uh, but, you know, we do have a few issues. And we were able, if you look at the cuts that Russia has done in uh, gas, we were able to completely compensate so far um, the gas imports 
through other reliable suppliers. And of course, the third step is the most important. This is massive investment in renewables. We have Repower EU on the table. Yeah. The renewables are cheap. They are homegrown. They make us independent. We will deploy. When she says the renewables are cheap, they are homegrown. Does she literally mean the sun and the wind? Because she's not talking about the, the the stuff that converts renewables into energy issue. They're not cheap, and they're not homegrown. Well, even the homegrown stuff's not cheap. I think she's just uh, talking purely about wind and sun. Yeah, that's what, that's homegrown. It's homegrown. It's hitting. The sun is hitting my property. It's homegrown right here. I grew that. Hey, I should be able if to get If I put a, a petunia tank. out there and the sun hit it and then it grew the petunia, I could say homegrown. the petunia is homegrown because of the sun. Uh, why you come up with petunia, I don't know, but I like it. It's very cute. And of course, the third step is the most important. This is massive investment in renewables. We have Repower EU on the table. The renewables are cheap. They are homegrown. They make They're us independent. Cheap. No, she, John, she's not, talk, she's not talking about it. We just determined she's talking about the sun and the wind. They're cheap. They're homegrown. Well, the sun and the wind are cheap because they're there, but to, make, to get the energy out of them and put it into play is not cheap. But that's why she's saying this. I'm just de- deconstructing. She's not lying. Like, hey, sun and wind is cheap. Oh, I'll turn it into something cool. Renewables are cheap and homegrown. I'd like it, Queen. We will deploy renewable new, new renewables renewable. this year. Renewable. Renewables. Come here with your renewables. That are an equivalent <laughs> to around about 8 billion cubic meters. So the renewables are really our energy insurance for the future. Uh-huh. However, but we but, also but, but, see but. that the Russian manipulation of the gas market has spillover oh. effects on the electricity market. Manipulation. So there's on one hand the Russian manipulation, but there are also other factors during this summer. We see the effects of climate change. Oh, yeah. We see the drought. Drought. There's a drought. Hydropower has been reduced Ooh. by 26% Sucks. in the European Union. And if you look at Portugal, 46%. And we have the fact that we have less nuclear electricity in the European Union at the moment being. I like how she, at the moment being, because she she knows that it's been dismantled in her own country, and so she can't even finish the sentence properly. We have the fact that we have less nuclear electricity in the European Union at the moment being. Yes, being. And this is the reason why we are now confronted with astronomic electricity prices for Aha. households and companies and with an enormous market volatility. Therefore, we will put forward a set of five different immediate measures. Okay. Here are, are you ready for your five measures? You're going to love every single one of them. And your task is to be on the lookout and let me know if at any point any of these five measures sounds like nationalization of any market. Because it's kind of, it's kind of hard to determine what nationalization is. I mean, is it, is it literally we own it? We have to have the, the pink slip? Is that when true national, nationalization takes place? As opposed to what? What you're going to hear. <laughs> As a, well, listen to this. So here's your five points. Measure one. The first one is smart saving of electricity. Mm. What has changed over the summer because of the elements I was just mentioning, 
that we see there's a global scarcity of energy. So whatever we do, one thing is for sure, we have to save electricity, but we have to save it in a smart way. If you look at the costs of electricity, there are peak demands. And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve there you go. and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. So there's the full clip of flatten the curve. So, And she's correct, because when there's peak demand and your uh, free and uh, homegrown uh, renewables can't cut it, and gas has to come in, and that is now four to, I guess, ten times as expensive. So let's go to measure. So this means we have to save smart. Uh, she didn't really explain what that is, but this, and she didn't explain the how to do it. I mean, there's a reason it's called peak demand. Yes, it's when you need it the most. <laughs> so stop needing it so much, you slaves! Stop it and flatten the curve. So, so that's going to be mandatory unplugging of stuff. And I'm sure that there will be. Uh, well, you know, they, they, they're pushing this, this process here in California because we've had these hot days. There's yeah. another one today. You, you get uh, phone alerts. I never got the phone alert. Ow, but sorry. Didn't mean to what do the that. hell was that? <laughs> I, I tripped over the sword, over the knighting sword. <laughs> sorry. Jeez. Um, they're the, the, what they're telling us is that don't run the dishwasher. Don't run the, the your uh, clothes washer. Don't run these mechanical devices then you that 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 should be enough so you cannot wash the clothes at between four and eight i don't even know why this peak demand it, the time of it is weird to me it's like four to eight or something like that let me see what it is i happen to have the the ERCOT. let me see what it is in texas with the peak because you can see the curve let me see the peak starts at uh hmm, of course Oh, yeah, here we go. Around, yeah. No, the actually, the peak starts around 6. I mean, the real peak. 6 p.m.? The peak is 8 p.m. But, I mean, it's all fine up until, you know, up until 6. Well, ours is supposedly at 4, but now why does it go up? I guess people come home from work and they turn on the air conditioner, maybe. I don't know what. Yeah. Or they come home and they do the dishes, or they, they come home and run the washing machine. They move their life from elsewhere to their home. That's how it works. Everyone comes home. Yeah, and once you do that, once you get to the home, it shifts then away screw from you. other. But it should shift away from from other places. It, screw you is right. It's all bullshit, John. It's all bullshit. It's all manufactured. Here we go. Uh, measure number two. The second measure. Measure. We will propose a cap on the revenues of companies that are producing electricity with low costs. Okay, so this is interesting. There will be a cap on revenues, which they call a inframarginal. <laughs> it's a great term. Um, and they had this, she had this, this great chart, which explained it later. So the way electricity works is the price of electricity is priced at the most expensive source. So if it's coal or gas or whatever it is, that price that that, uh, that entity is offering, that will be the price for all electricity. Now, if you have wind or solar, you know, the homegrown free stuff, your cost is very low. 
So what she is now saying is these companies got such a, are getting such a free ride, these renewable companies, that all that extra profit we're going to now take. <laughs> because uh, screw you. The second measure. We will propose a cap on the revenues of companies that are producing electricity with low costs. Now, I don't know. She says revenues. I think she would mean profits, but I'm not sure. The low carbon revenues. So they want to cut straight into the revenues, which is just phenomenal. The low carbon energy sources are making in these times because they have low costs, but they are high prices on the market, enormous revenues. Revenues they never calculated with, revenues they never dreamt of. So you don't deserve them. And revenues yeah. they cannot reinvest as far. You can't even this, spend it. That's so much money. The uh, this goes it takes us right back to the seventies, and this is what, price controls. What would normally be called price controls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here we go. These revenues do not reflect their production costs. So it is now time Did for the consumer. tell you what you should be making. I mean, when, when the government says, you're making too much p- revenues, this is not your, the, equal to your production cost. We, we suckered you into getting into this business, promising big profits, big money, big revenues. And now that you've been suckered and you're in it, we're taking your money. These revenues do not reflect their production costs. So it is now time for the consumers to benefit from the low costs of low-carbon sources, like, for example, the renewables, we will propose to rechannel these unexpected profits. Rechannel the profits? We channel them to the member states so that the member states can support the vulnerable households and vulnerable companies. So it's interesting because she uses terminology here, which, as we'll find out in a moment, is specific for the uh, renewables. And she says, reach, we will rechannel your profits, which to me means that the government can actually just intervene in that payment uh, traffic. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're looking at your revenues. We're looking at all, you know, you make a lot of revenues. We're going to shunt that. We're going to rechannel it over to the consumers. So this, yeah. is, this is how we're going to give people I, I they, can, they, they should take another look at Apple. Do it with them. I know it's got nothing to do with energy, but they're making too much money. And uh, now... You should rechannel it. Hold on. I love this rechanneling. Now, don't you dirty, horrible, world-killing, baby-killing, human-killing, fossil fuel companies think you're getting off easy? Uh Uh-uh. For some reason, we can't rechannel you. We've got a special term for you. The third measure is... That the same goes, of course, for the unexpected profits of fossil fuel companies. Oil and gas companies have also made massive profits. And therefore, we will propose that there is a solidarity contribution for fossil fuel companies. (laughs) A solidarity contribution, comrades. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah, she left comrades out. This is such socialist bullshit. A solidarity contribution at your discretion, comrade. And therefore, we will propose that there is a solidarity contribution for fossil fuel companies because all energy sources must help to overcome this crisis. 
Member states should invest these revenues to, as I said, support vulnerable households and vulnerable companies, but also to invest them in clean, homegrown energy sources, as the renewables are, for example. So, why you're going to voluntarily... You're going to voluntarily give your money to the other guys that have already taken all the money from? Yes. What is that? What's the point? Why don't you just let those other people just keep their money? This is, this is, it's not like I'm reading a lot of news stories deconstructing this at the very same time the queen dies. So we're not done yet. Two more to go. We still have these pesky electricity providers. Now, these are the companies that really are just trading energy and they're just buying transit and buying futures. And a lot of them are foreign owned, Spanish, uh, not Italian, Spanish, um, I know Spanish, but French, uh, Wall Street, Enron people. So, you know, we need to help them, these poor, poor, poor energy traders. The fourth point is addressing the energy utility companies that must be supported to be able to cope with the volatility of the markets. And here it is a problem of securing future markets, and for that, liquidity is needed. Liquidity? These companies are currently being requested to provide unexpected large amounts of funds now, which threatens their capacity not only to trade, but also the stability of the future markets. It is a liquidity problem. Therefore, we will help to facilitate the liquidity support by member states for energy companies. We will update our temporary framework um, and enable thus state guarantees to be delivered rapidly. Let me translate from uh, Brusselese. Liquidity problem means they don't have the money. So we will give them liquidity support means we're going to give them the money to buy these contracts, which I'm sure in the models shows fully well that ah, within a year or two, it'll be back down. We might even make a profit on them. (laughs) What do you think? Well, of course, that business is highly leveraged, so they probably do have the money. But I think they've been whining and these Mm -hmm. people are so stupid that they bought into it. Yep. Uh, that's been that would be my opinion. And where will this liquidity come from? Do you think taxpayers P- printing the money or taxpayers? Oh no! Well, the combination of it. Yeah, you, you have to. You, you got to hurt the people a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so you can print as much as you want, but you have to gouge the taxpayers to make them think that you know, <laughs> that they're helping. They're doing it for Ukraine. Helping. That they're doing yeah, it they're for Ukraine. Helping. Yeah, they're doing the for Ukraine. For they're Ukraine. helping Ukraine. It's all about Ukraine. For we got to help them for Ukraine. Poor guys. So the final one, the coup de gras. Yes, this is what we'll all get behind. The whole world is going to join in this one. We aim at lowering the costs of gas. And therefore, we will propose a price cap on Russian gas. Of course, the objective is here very clear. We all know that our sanctions are deeply grinding into the Russian economy with a heavy negative impact. But Uh Putin is partially buffering through fossil fuel revenues. So here the objective is we must cut Russia's revenues, which Putin uses to finance his atrocious war in Ukraine. Yeah, that's going to happen. Sure. That's that's how free markets work. Hey, everybody, let's not pay more than this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm doing uh, India, Pakistan. 
Iran. Yeah, you're you're, you're doing something. So is well, this, is this uh, anywhere close to nationalization of the energy no, it's market? No, all this is this is this is a socialistic, uh, <laughs> which is um, ironic since they're dealing with the Russians who are you know into that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is going to be butting heads. I think I got some Ukraine stuff that kind of doesn't follow that particular. Uh, I, I, well, you know what? I can transition. Craziness. Unless I, you got I, more on the, on these, on the gas problem. I can transition you. I can transition you right into Ukraine since we were saying for Ukraine. Did you see, uh, President Zelensky, Zelensky, Volodymyr Zelensky? Do you see yeah. him ringing the bell on uh, Wall Street? Did he change his t shirt? Man, uh, yes, he did. Um, his t shirt, he had a different t shirt on and said, t shirt. Did I say t shirt? That's interesting. A different T-shirt. It was like power to the people or some bull crap like that. With a fist. Here's financial news stopping, stopping their reporting for this breathtaking moment. All right, we want to pause here because we've got the opening bell this morning. And there's someone quite interesting who's ringing the opening bell um, on this Tuesday morning, first trading day after Labor Day. And that's remotely um, President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine ringing the opening bell remotely, as you can see there. Um, at the New York Stock Exchange. So um, our- Now, so that's all that you really saw, but what he really did, he had a little preamble before he rang the bell. I want to play that for a second. This is Zelensky basically begging Wall Street to invest in Ukraine, which, I mean, that's what he's saying, but I think he's saying, hey, send, send more military industrial complex shit. This is fun. I invite you to Ukraine, invest in Ukraine. This will be your victory and a new success story for your companies. Slava Ukraini, start your work. So he's saying, hey, invest in Ukraine. This will be great for you. This will be very successful. This is, put some money into Ukraine. I'm going to ring the bell. And here's how it translates on television. Minder. Uh, quite a, a stark reminder here that, of course, the war is still ongoing. We talked earlier in the show about the implications of that war for the natural gas supply to the rest of Europe and the effect on energy prices. Um, but that rule, ju- that that war, just sort of gruelingly grinds on as Ukraine tries to reclaim, with some success, some of the territory in the south of its nation. Um, so. Uh, him, him and him continuing sort of the um, PR offensive, if you will, as well, making sure that those of us in the West are still aware of it and still talking about it. <laughs> she said, has no idea what he did. No idea. Oh, it's just for awareness. Yeah, this is very good. He's he's there for awareness. <laughs> he's doing it for Ukraine. Just everything now. If anyone says thank thank you to me, go ahead, try it, John. Just, hey, thank hey, thanks, Adam. Hey, thanks, Adam. No, no, don't thank me. Thank Ukraine. <laughs> I think that's the way to go. Thank Ukraine for protecting our democracy. All right, what kind of Ukraine clips do you have? Well, this is a little wrap-up of what's going on, kind of the up-to-date. Uh, there's a lot of action in Ukraine. Yes, yes. Ringing yeah, bells. But let's, take it from the, let's take a look from the, from the Shep Smith show. Oh, hello, everybody. Because Shep he Smith. had the last, uh, yesterday, because I guess Jim Cramer had a sore throat or something, they gave him two hours to do the news. Uh-oh. Was it, was it a it was, train wreck it, or was it good? No, it, was, it wasn't at all. It's like he's an old pro and he could put the two-hour show together rather, you know, like it was smooth, but right. it was two hours. It went on forever. The two hours of he Shep Smith like He called all his buddies to come on. He, he actually... 
you could kind of tell it was one of those last minute call you. I'm, I'm calling you, Adam, because I'm going to be on the show and I need you to be on the you no, know, no, no. Here, call. Here's how I go. Shep, Shep, Shep. Man, you got to do it. You, Shep, Shep. Do it for Ukraine. That could be, but I, I actually, well, maybe. Here we go. Let's go to Ukraine 1, CNBC. Ukrainian troops are going on an offensive. It now appears in a big way. Here's the new information. They just launched a surprise counteroffensive in the country's north and east in an attempt to recapture territory near the Russian border. Now, the Russian invaders were already facing a fierce counterattack down in the south. It's a huge gamble by Ukraine that could potentially turn the tide after more than six months of a grinding war. Here's what happened today. Today, Vladimir Putin vowed he will keep fighting until the end, as he put it. In a moment, we'll get expert geopolitical analysis from Michael O'Hanlon. First, NBC's Jay Gray is live in Kiev. Jay? Jeff, good evening. And during his speech, Vladimir Putin was defined at times yeah. combative, taking a swipe at the U.S. as well as the economic sanctions being levied against his country as the fighting does intensify here in Ukraine. A defiant Vladimir Putin promising to press on with Russia's war in Ukraine, saying his country has lost nothing in the almost seven months of fighting. Mocking Western sanctions he calls stupid and labeling the U.S. a dictatorship in foreign affairs. You were saying its brazen and aggressive attempts to force others how to behave, deprive them of their sovereignty and force them into submission. Russian troops have stepped up attacks in Kharkiv, shelling civilian targets including apartment buildings, grocery stores and a coffee shop. President Volodymyr Zelensky insists Ukraine forces are gaining significant ground with their counteroffensive now fully engaged, saying in a national address, we will liberate all our land, all our people. But that liberation comes with a heavy cost. Injured Ukrainian soldiers telling the Washington Post they threw everything at us. We lost five people for every one they lost. This was a very uninteresting report from a sound perspective. They had yeah, very, very you're little right. They could have had bombs and yeah. machine gun fire. And that was uh, my eyes were glazing over. Al Jazeera knows how to do it right. <laughs> but they didn't mention the, the Ukrainian bitching about the fact that we're losing. We're losing five, and they're losing one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not what you. You always have to push it the other direction. You don't say something like that. <sighs> They're killing five of us for every one we kill. But no, 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 no. at least they're dying for Ukraine. That doesn't sound like a good thing. Anyway, let's go to part two. Let's turn to Michael O'Hanlon for analysis now. He's a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution, specializes in U.S. defense strategy and national security policy. He's authored 20 or so books on I war, spoke. the military, and NATO. <laughs> Michael, thanks so much. The EU wants to cap how much it pays for gas from Russia. Putin says if that happens, he'll cut them off completely and, in his words, freeze them. Is energy his most powerful weapon right now? Thanks, Shepard. Well, he certainly has not lost any revenue this year from all the sanctions. By the way, that's a gross mischaracterization because I, I got what I think are pretty accurate translations of Putin's speech. And uh, what Putin said was, you will freeze. You will freeze. He didn't say, I'm going to freeze you like he's, you know, Captain Freeze or something. It's like a, with Batman versus Dick. 
Yeah, was it guy. Mr. Freeze? What was it, Mr. Freeze? I don't remember who it was. It was, it was the Mr. guy Freeze. who was freezing everybody. Yeah, the Freeze guy. Yeah, we'll figure that Thanks out. Thanks so much, Freeze <laughs> guy. Yeah, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. There you go. Mr. Freeze. Arnie, Mr. Freeze. Captain Freeze. And NATO. <laughs> Michael, thanks so much. The EU wants to cap how much it pays for gas from Russia. Putin says if that happens, he'll cut them off completely and, in his words, freeze them. Is energy his most powerful weapon right now? Thanks, Shepard. Well, he certainly has not lost any revenue this year from all the sanctions. And at that, you know, in that sense, it is a weapon for him because he doesn't need to keep making money. He's not at a point where hard currency is his main constraint. He's lost a lot of access to our best technology. You see that in what weapons he's able to build. The Russian economy is taking a hit because a lot of American and Western firms have pulled out. But his revenue from oil and gas has not declined at all. And he may be willing to do some kind of a cutoff in order to just wreak punishment and havoc and revenge against this. However, I'm not really clear what purpose that serves him in the long run, because I think it would accelerate Europe's efforts to diminish further their reliance on Russian oil and gas. And perhaps by next winter, not this one, but next one, maybe he could have found alternative sources. So it's a game that I think he'll play to some extent, but I'd be surprised if he really cuts Europe off altogether. <laughs> I wouldn't. <coughs> he's he's drawing the line. Well, he's definitely, like the guy said, and nobody else wants to say this, but he's made out. Yeah, like a bandit. Uh, yeah, because these prices, what was the oil price when this before this thing began? 40 or something like that. And he's like selling through the back door, and he's probably yeah. got straw men in the middle to jack it up. Of course, that's what you yeah, do. Yeah, they're reselling to somebody else that they, then they ends up in Europe anyway with the, twice the price. John, I talked to Christina. It's bad. She says people, she, the, the government's going to have to step in. She said people can't pay for anything. They can't afford the groceries. Now the electricity is off the hook. And it's all this prepay stuff. So it's like, oh, you got to prepay 4,000 euros, huh? <laughs> wow. Yes, this is a That's real- a pretty good stiff bill. Yeah. No, it's a, it, this is a, a, a real problem. They will freeze already without, without the price cap shut off that Putin's talking about. Without that. Yeah, it's bad. Well, well whatever. Let's go to clip three, not good. (laughs) So I think that this is far from over, even if the momentum is now on Ukraine's side. You said it doesn't end before the winter. We heard from a top Ukrainian commander today who said he fully expects this war to keep going well into 2023. Has the the West armed Ukraine sufficiently to sustain this fight? I think we're doing the right kinds of things, but we're going to have to keep it up. You know, we've given them about $10 billion in American arms, so a little over a billion a month. We're probably going to have to get used to that kind of a number. (laughs) Hold on, stop stop the clip. (laughs) Woohoo! Does that, when I heard that, it reminded me of something. Wait, let me let me let me see if I can get th- that particular piece. Hold on, we're the, doing the, right the piece where he says we're spending a yeah. billion dollars a month. Oh, Afghanistan, yeah, and Iraq, yeah, and everywhere we, else. It, it, <laughs> I guess it seems as if a billion dollars a month is the vig that we need to produce. We got to find some stupid war, which is why they had to get rid of Trump. He wouldn't do it. Uh, we had to find some stupid war we can toss a billion, billion, billion a month, billion a month, and so we can keep these uh, our uh, our industrial base of uh, militarization uh, uh, producer, our military producers, the guys, the Raytheons, the Lockheeds, the Grummans, those guys. They need this 
billion a month needs to go out to keep them and keep them going. You know, that's very, that's a very astute observation. I think you're right. Yeah. That's, that's the number. It's just, Hey, you know, we got a number and we got that number because it's got to flow. Cause that's, it flows through the whole system. Everybody gets paid off. Everybody's happy. And then, you know, then we go for the real work. Zelensky, ring the bell. Oh, and by the way, back to that, just to mention the, uh, Zelensky ringing the bell and begging people to invest. I mean, this is what you do after rebelization. Yes. You, you let things rebelize, you bring in Bechtel and the big boys, and you have them rebuild the country. They can rebuild whole cities, they can put it in more modern terms, make it more modern instead of these winding roads or whatever they had to begin with. They'll leave Lviv and some of these these tourist traps, these kinds of places yeah, but will be hold left on, but, he, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. This guy is asking, begging. You don't have to beg Brechtel and uh, and KKR and these guys. I think they just, they're not planning on rebuilding anytime soon. It's not rubbleized. Our job is not over. They're just doing this to let the, just to give the guy a little, a little uh, shut up. Right, here, man, we'll let you go on TV. This thing is the NASDAQ. Ring the bell. It, well, you know, the, the full rebelization like you got in the Middle East, Iraq and northern Iraq and places where it's just, you take take a look at the photos, it's like, wow, this is really flattened. Um, it's like, the, I don't think you need that. I think, you know, like a, one missile into an apartment building, yeah, the place isn't leveled. Because de- deconstructing, in other words, tearing down buildings is also a moneymaker. Of course. I think there's a lot of money to be made uh, in in Ukraine. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to rubbleize. All right, back to the clip. In this fight, I think we're doing the right kinds of things, but we're going to have to keep it up. You know, we've given them about $10 billion in American arms, so a little over a billion a month. We're probably going to have to get used to that kind of a number. And yes, it could go into 2023. I agree, if not even longer. This could be like World War One, where oh. there's sort of a natural... Uh, on the Western Front, sort of a natural end to the fighting season when you get to winter. People go back and rearm and come up with some cockamamie scheme for the next year's offensive, and you just do a- that. All that, by the way, is also Afghanistan. How many times have we heard, "Oh, the fighting season's coming"? The fighting season's coming. <laughs> yeah, the guy's yeah, explaining like the it literally. Season. Yes, it's not even longer. This could be like World War One, where there's sort of a natural. Uh, on the Western Front, sort of a natural end to the fighting season when you get to winter. People go back and rearm and come up with some cockamamie scheme for the next year's offensive, and you just do a repeat and a replay like Groundhog's Day for two or three or four more years. I, I don't know, but I do agree that this thing could have a long ways to go. Mm. Huh. Uh, All right, Shep Smith. Uh, we need a little, uh, little humorous intermezzo uh, that is writing uh, in this. Um, of course, uh, the gas has been turned off. It's a little... Now, do you get the impression that Putin said, I'm not turning on the Nord Stream gas until all sanctions are taken off, which I guess would include even being put back on SWIFT? Or did he say, because of the sanctions, we don't have the parts, uh, we, we can't open it up? I would think it's closer to the second thing, even though it turns out that this... It's something bogus about the whole thing. I got, 
one more clip. Well, let, let, me, let me just play this one very short clip about the Nord Stream uh, pipeline. So you've heard us say this, that what, what we see Russia's doing, and we've been very clear about this, is that they're using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and it's choosing to, to one of the things that uh, has been out there to shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom One. Yeah, let's go shopping. <laughs> Nordstrom One. <laughs> wow. Nordstrom. For those who well, don't you know, know what she's got on her mind, she's clock watching. Shopping! She's gonna be, I gotta go shopping. Nordstrom is, so, a, is, a, is a shopping, a large shopping chain in the United States. It's a shopping chain mostly on the, east, on the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. It's out of Seattle. Well, we have, well, so, we have them here, too. Doesn't go very far east. Yeah, New York. Uh, what do you mean? A, Nordstrom's New York is huge. I've never seen seen a Nordstrom's New York. Okay. Where is it? Oh, boy. In, in Manhattan, even. Nordstrom's. Manhattan. Well, you look it up when we play this clip. This is the bo- This is the clip I wanted to get to because this is such bullshit, and I don't get it. What is the point of trying to, to imply that Russia's running out of gas and they're running out of ammo and they got to go to North Korea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to buy ammo. Give me a break. And the clip is bogus. Yeah, I got it. Could the war in Ukraine draw Russia closer to countries like Iran, China, and North Korea? The Pentagon says Russia is reaching out to North Korea to buy ammunition. Um, I'm not able to provide any more detail than that at this point in time, um, but it does demonstrate and is indicative of the situation that Russia finds itself in, in terms of its logistics and sustainment capabilities as it relates to Ukraine. White House also said on Tuesday that Russia could be about to buy literally millions of artillery shells and rockets from North Korea. The State Department also confirmed that Russia is in the process of buying the weapons. Russia's ambassador to the United Nations dismissed the report, saying, I haven't heard it, and I think that's another fake being circulated around. White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby noted that this is a potential purchase. He said there were no indications that the purchase has been completed or that the weapons would be used inside Ukraine. Oh, please stop. Uh, the New this York- is the biggest crock. I mean, the story makes no sense. The, the rationale, by the way, I, every time I hear this story, is that Russia, because of these great sanctions, I guess, the yachts, the sanctions, the Russians. No, how can't. about Swift being kicked off Swift? That's a sanction. Yeah, well, it is a sanction. That actually does something. But because of the sanctions, they can't get the products they need to make the the bullets and rockets. So they have to go to North Korea because God knows North Korea has no sanctions. <laughs> I mean, the logic is is unbelievable. Now, if we put this all together, um, this weapons thing, and everything is against Russia, and we brought up Afghanistan, how how Ukraine is the new Afghanistan scam. How, how about this? How about a twofer? So we've got uh, the military industrial complex pumping out a billion a month, plus all the bennies, and we get a little extra package, a little weapons package. Uh, Afghanistan. We repeated something we did, I think, in the late 70s, which was arm the Mujahideen. Except this time, we armed them with 700,000 weapons. All kinds of cool shit. This, this could all be against Russia. 
sorry. What do you mean against? Isn't it against Russia? But but us deserting Afghanistan and leaving all the material behind the eighty billion dollars you always complain about. Isn't yeah, that, totally. Isn't yeah. that isn't that the same as arming the Mujahideen? Is it any different? Uh, doesn't well. Seem we're not like training them. I think that at least with the Mujahideen, we were. You know, giving them some support from our special forces people, but I, I can see what you're. Oh, I see what you're saying is you're blocking the Russians from that yes, direction too. Yeah, we got you. We got. And you Ukraine. actually might be helping to, them stave off the Chinese who and, want the lithium. That's and there. you're and you're still making your money every month. <laughs> I understand these guys. <laughs> the New York City Nordstrom flagship campus flagship campus comprises two locations at the corner of 57th and Broadway. All right. I lived in Manhattan, man. Don't tell me Nordstrom doesn't have a big store. They didn't have a Nordstrom's there when you were living Yes, there. they did. It's all, they've had one for ages. Okay. I'm going to note this down. <laughs> I'll call corporate. Yeah. Now you call, you're correct. You call Seattle to get corporate. I'm going to call corporate and ask them when the first date of the New York stores and ask was. Them. Now, when were you in New York? Give me the dates. 87. You, it was 1987. 80, it was, <laughs> Nordstrom was there in 87. Okay. And while, and while you have corporate on the line, no? uh, if you want, wouldn't mind asking why they let Russia shut them down. I think they voluntarily left. That is a good question, though. <laughs> no, the Nordstrom won pipeline. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> oh wait, you think there was a Nordstrom in Russia? I don't know. You just you implied there was with that question. No, I implied that that uh, Karina. Yeah, I know. I get the joke now, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying you yeah. made it sound as though there was. And she says you're now the Nordstrom's expert since they had a store in '87 in New York. Um, <laughs> I have to. I have to now defer. I have to defer. <laughs> Are we really are are, are are the two of us in our sixties and seventies? Are we are we, we really have to defer? Are we really deferring about Nordstrom? Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. It's sad. There was a question. There was actually there was a question about Afghanistan. Uh, another fun one with uh, Kareen Abdul Jabbar Jabbar Jean Pierre Van Dam. And let's see what was this. Um, she can't get a break, man. Uh, this well, was, she doesn't deserve one. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, here she is being asked, asked about, oh, there's a DHS report, which I put in the show notes. And the DHS report says, well, you know, um, we really didn't do, do such a great job of screening uh, all of the Afghanis who were uh, welcomed into our country. Yeah, we should have, this is, you know, it's the inspector general, so it's not Department of Homeland Security going, oh, we screwed up. No, it's the IG saying, hey, you guys didn't do a good job. And this came up, and and this is what? As refugees were being evacuated from Afghanistan into the U.S. last year, why weren't they all being thoroughly vetted? So are you talking about, what are you you referring to? Well, so 
as the White House was managing the Afghanistan withdrawal last year, we were told no one is coming into the United States of America who has not been through a thorough screening and background check process. But now there's this DHS inspector general who says CBP admitted or paroled evacuees who were not fully vetted into the United States. That is not good. That is different than what you guys said. So how did this happen? No, it's not different than what we have said. Uh, that very report um, it did not take into account the key steps in that rigorous, you heard from us, rigorous and multi-layered screening and vetting process uh, the U.S. government took uh, before at-risk Afghans were permitted to come to the U.S. Uh, again, I would, ref I would refer you to the DH DHS comments mm -hmm. on this. It did not take into full account of what the other agencies are involved in making sure uh -huh. that this multi-layered process and screening process, it, they, it is a, a uh, multi-agency effort and it did not this particular report did not include that she is on the ropes for a whole bunch of reasons uh by the way i i have to say i think her outfits every day are cute she does have cute outfits vibrant colors very alert alive um i think they're they're uh they're they're gonna get rid of her very soon and and probably this uh this judge that uh, is requiring Dr. Fauci and Kareen Abdul-Jabbar to hand over their emails that they had with Jack Dorsey of Twitter regarding censoring posts. Uh, I have a clip. Oh, good, because this 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 is going to be the end of her. And I think that's why she's now she's just nervous. She's messing everything up. She can't catch a break. And, of course, it really is abusive and, in fact, racist what they're doing to her. Surprise. I think this is the clip. This is weird censorship lawsuit. Okay. A Trump-appointed judge Tuesday ordered the government to quickly produce documents after it was sued by the Attorneys General of Louisiana and Missouri in conjunction with the New Civil Liberties Alliance, or NCLA. The NCLA is representing plaintiffs who were censored on social media for disagreeing with the White House's COVID-19 policy. Two of the plaintiffs are world-renowned epidemiologists. The initial tranche of discovery was released a week ago. It revealed that more than 50 government officials applied pressure to social media companies to censor users. But some officials refused to answer questions, including Dr. Fauci and White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. The government claimed they should not have to answer all questions or provide records, saying the documents are not relevant to plaintiffs' claims. But the judge Tuesday said they need to comply. He said Dr. Fauci's communications would be relevant to plaintiffs' allegations of suppression of speech related to the COVID-19 lab leak theory and efficiency of masks and COVID-19 lockdowns. The judge said Jean-Pierre's communications as White House press secretary, along with her predecessor's communications, would be relevant to all examples. That includes suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of the 2020 election. As for Fauci, he also has to answer questions regarding his role as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. NCLA lawyer Janine Yunus, who's representing some of the plaintiffs, said they know from the previous round of discovery that censorship efforts came from the very top. In her words, Americans deserve to know Anthony Fauci's participation in this enterprise, especially since he's publicly demanded that specific individuals including two of our clients, Jay Bhattacharya and Martin Koldorf, be censored on social media. 
Yeah, that won't, that deal. won't look good. That, yeah, of course it is. It is literally the whole point of the First Amendment. Now, what's interesting to me is the group is this NCLA. This play, these guys are taking over when, from the ACLU. The ACLU. Oh, that's right. Become, those, those are the guys you pointed out, and and they were all jacked and jitty on Twitter that you did that. And I got the credit. Oh, which was even, yeah, I got the credit. It was even funnier. Yeah, good. Give you the credit. <laughs> that just shows you they're not that accurate, but that's okay. So, uh, but this group, this NCLA, is is the real took the the, the reins. It was pretty it much was so obvious. Of true it was, civil liberty stuff was, from yeah. the ACLU has just become a stooge for socialist left. It was just sitting there waiting to be plucked. Anyone could have grabbed this. It's so obvious. People want an organization to represent civil liberties. Yeah. Sure they do. Oh, just come on in, walk in, and take it. <laughs> Shoot, that was an exit strategy if I ever saw one. Yeah. Missed it again. By the way. Uh, yeah, we're not lawyers. Andrew Horowitz's exit strategy of horticultural-based therapy. <laughs> the worst idea ever. Oh, what is he? Poor, you can't say that. No, but he was saying we should be doing it. Oh no, yeah, that's not for him. For him, it's It's great core competency. We don't know how to talk to plants. Right, that's more his core competency. (laughs) Yeah, he's good at talking to plants. He does that all day. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's just stick with the with the prime time purge for a second. End with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because she's she's going to go down. And, the, and now everything's just happening. Ducey really noodled her with this one. A follow-up about the MAGA Republican attention. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? Look, Look. I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today. Uh, this inflection point that the president pointed inflection out point. uh, very clearly, very decisively uh, in, in a few speeches about what the country needs to do at this time to bring the country together. And he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it p- comes to protecting our rights, and when it comes to protecting our freedoms. That's what we're going to talk about that's what we're going to focus on on where we are at today but just in trying to understand the new attention on the MAGA republicans you tweeted in 2016 oh, I knew trump coming. stole an oh. election you i was waiting peter when you were going to ask me that question well here we go <laughs> well then you better be well prepared to answer it you tweeted trump stole an election you tweeted brian kemp stole an election if denying election results is extreme now yeah Why so let's that? let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been. I have ridiculous? been. Well, you're asking me. You're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was Wait, ridiculous. I was. I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. Fact check false. Yeah, you got to get your story straight if you're expecting the question. Exactly. That's like false equivalency, man. Don't be so flippant, man, Ducey. It's not good to be in uh, Trump's orbit, though. Uh, people are get, people are getting getting in trouble left or right. This is if you just replace you know everything with Biden with with Putin or or just any dictator. It's you're really seeing 
They're, they're thinning out the field around Trump. A New Mexico judge has removed a county commissioner from his position and banned him from holding public office because he took part in the Capitol riot on January 6th. Riot! Coy Griffin, who founded the group Cowboys for Trump, is the first official in more than 100 years to be unseated under a 14th Amendment provision that disqualifies insurrectionists from holding office. Ah, we have a model. We have an example. We have a model. So well, that gives the lawyer something to do. Yeah. Well, it should be appealed. I don't see how that. Well, of course, it's going to be appealed. Insurrection. Uh, bad, bad day uh, for Banyan. This morning, ABC News confirms the FBI recently tried to interview a person currently in former President Trump's inner circle. Sources say William Sources. Russell was not home when agents showed up at his house to ask questions related to the January 6th investigation. The 31-year-old was a special assistant to President Trump in the White House. Russell moved to Florida when Trump left office and still serves as one of his aides. Meanwhile, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon is expected to surrender to authorities in New York today, where he faces new charges in connection with a group called We Build the Wall, which raised $25 million to build a section of President Trump's border wall, much of that money coming from small donors who were told all of the funds would go toward the wall. A physical barrier on the southern border in support President Trump and, and what President Trump's trying to do. In a separate federal indictment, Bannon was accused of using some of the money for personal expenses. Bannon never went to trial. Trump pardoned him before leaving office. But that pardon does not apply to a state indictment. So completely different government sovereign, federal case versus state. So there's no overlap there in terms of his liability. In response, a Bannon spokesperson calls the new charges phony. I didn't realize this. If you get a pardon that, uh, oh, yeah, not at the state level. I didn't realize this. Well, they think that with this particular case, this Bannon situation, which, by the way, I think Bannon was scamming. I I wouldn't say he was scamming, but he was loose and easy on the expenses, which is, I I think their intention, we talked about this at the time. I got a lot of pushback because I said their intentions were good, but he screwed it up. Didn't, well, we're easy. We're easy with the money or easy with the messaging. Yeah, you're going to have to be real careful if you're going to get involved in something like this. Yes. You don't spend anything. No, you got you got to document. You, you got to be it right. <laughs> take a meeting. You take a beating you or take a, meeting? a beating. A meeting. I lost my ass doing this deal. That's the way you go. That's the way to do it. But anyway, that's not what happened. <laughs> um, now he he has an interesting point though. He says this happened. to He always gets arrested just before. Uh, Good. He's got a very high opinion of himself. <laughs> he gets arrested just before, like a few weeks before a, uh, a an election cycle. So it's like he just got arrested because of the midterms coming up. In yeah, we a couple can't of we weeks. can't have him on the war room blathering about. This yeah, is no good. because he's so influential. Yeah, we got to lock him up. Lock <laughs> him up. Light him up. You know, it's a coincidence is there, so it's possible. But I think you know who listens to him. Oh, lots of people listen to him. We talking about? It's one of the slowest moving pot. It's one of it for, for what's wrong with this podcast. It's slow moving. <laughs> yeah. it's, it is not an entertaining podcast. No, but by it's, any it's means. great for clips. You it, got some? No, no, not today. Well, it's not that great, is it? Uh oh, uh oh. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, what's this? She's oh, she's she's back in orbit. There he is. Oh, Hillary <laughs> swooping around. She was on uh, CBS with uh, Nora O'Donnell. 
And Nora asked the question right out of the gate. Would you ever run for president again? No, no. But I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we have a president who respects our democracy and the rule of law and upholds our institutions. What if Donald Trump runs again? He should be soundly defeated. It should start in the Republican Party. Grow a backbone. Stand up to this guy. And heaven forbid, if he gets the nomination, he needs to be defeated roundly and sent back to Mar-a-Lago. The Florida mansion now in the spotlight after an FBI search for classified documents. Donald Trump is saying that this search of his home is politically motivated. Well, I'm sure he would say that. (laughs) I like how she said, no, no, no. Because the question was, will you run for president? Not, what if, what if we beg you, Hillary? What if no one's left? Let's uh, hope not. I have some moral. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got two more of Hillary here. We're not done with her. Oh, no, I don't want to leave Hillary behind. In leave no Hillary behind. <laughs> in 2016, Hillary Clinton was under investigation for her own handling of classified information and questions about using a private server as Secretary of State. Then FBI Director James Comey ultimately recommended Clinton not be prosecuted, but said she and her team were extremely careless. I had a very different situation where I was cleared and the guy just kept talking and talking. And then came up with a new reason to talk some more 10 days before the election. James Comey. Yes, and there was uh, there's no doubt at all that he uh, impacted uh, very negatively my chances of winning. So it was in the middle of an election, there was no there there, and the guy never shut up. Uh, so I think it's a really different um, uh, comparison to what's going on here when it appears that the Justice Department and the FBI have been incredibly patient, quiet, careful until they finally apparently thought that uh, national security was at stake hey did she just put comey on the hit list pretty much on the hag the hag list it's the hag list the hillary stand for hillary assassination group ah okay (laughs) the hag list man yeah it's what it sounds like because you know these guys it doesn't, you know. Well, I'm also thinking that this is very smart of her right now to just, okay, let me clear it up. I'm not going to run. But she can decide to do that again if Trump is the clear nominee and she, they're begging her. You're the only one that can do it, Hills. We don't really like you, but you're the only one with the skills that pays the bills. And then this last clip. Well, then she'd have to run against Biden. She'd have to take him out in the primary. Oh, so he won't last two that's more years. not a lot. Well, you think he's going to drop dead before the... Great reset the, is underway. The Pope, Biden, it's okay. all going to happen Pope very Biden. quickly. It's all going to happen. Who, who is the other one on that list? Zelensky. Zelensky is a goner. Uh, now, this one was interesting because this shows you everything that is wrong with politics and media, social media, and in a way... Um, the way we think culturally about people and accomplish accomplishments in general, because it doesn't really matter what you accomplished, whether it's good or bad. You know, what you, if you accomplish something, you don't get credit from those groups, including the public. You know, unless you unless you you do it right. Hey, listen. President Trump says he created the vaccines and he deserves credit for that. Well, you know what? He did. He did. He did launch a program that was uh, very Operation Warp Speed. Operation, which, and you know what? If he'd had a uh, professional, acceptable response to the rest of the pandemic, 
uh, not telling people to drink bleach and the other stuff that he did. Oh. I think he went to wear a mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know, nearly dying and, and getting out of the hospital to drive around so that people could see that he was still alive. I mean, if he had, if if he, he cared had, more about public health than his own performance, yeah, it, he would have gotten credit. He would have gotten credit that the government that he was currently the head of deserved. Oh. Now I think. What a douchebag. I think Hillary is very, she thinks ahead. She tries her own version of 3D, 4D chess. I think this was brought in, you know, why, I I haven't heard Trump talk about not getting credit in a while for the vaccines, rightly so. I think it's a setup. They're going to blame him for rushing it, for rushing it through. Never should have rushed it. Warp speed. That that would be that's what I would advise. Would you not? If the Curry Devorah Consulting Group, I like the idea. I like it a lot. No. I have a clip. This <laughs> is not where I wanted to go. So sincere. <laughs> All right. But since you said this, this was uh, what is this one? They they're uh, this must be the student loan one. Um, no, no, it can't be. What is the? Oh man, it's a funny clip because it's they're blaming Trump, and Trump has all these. Uh, he turned it back on him pretty nicely. Oh, uh, I can't figure out which clip it is. Oh, here it is: the finger pointing over the education fallback. Okay. The Wall Street Journal published an op-ed last week blaming the president of the American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingarten, for apparent learning loss among children. That came after the National Center for Education Statistics found that nine-year-olds' reading and math skills dropped the level it was two decades ago. Weingarten then responded by sending a letter to the journal blaming former President Trump for school closures and the learning loss that resulted in it. While former President Donald Trump and his education secretary, Ms. DeVos, ranted and raved, their successors put the safety measures in place to get reopening done. The White House is taking a similar stance. The press secretary said the Biden administration is to thank for schools reopening because the American Rescue Plan allocated over $120 billion towards reopening K-12 through schools. Every Republican Congress voted against that money. That is the reality. We had to do this on our own. Schools are open now, but much of that money still hasn't been spent. The press secretary says they'll try to use the money to help students who fell the furthest behind. Meanwhile, Republican lawmakers say Trump advocated for reopening schools sooner and say it was Democrats who pushed back. If governors do not want to open the public schools, the money should go to parents so they can send their children to the school of their choice. So we say if a school doesn't want to open or if a governor doesn't want to open, maybe for political reason or maybe not. They point to a video published by the Democratic National Committee in 2020 criticizing Trump for wanting to to reopen schools. Desperate to reopen schools because he thinks it will save his re-election. According to the White House, around half of all schools were open when President Biden took office. <laughs> so these guys are, are yeah. jockeying for position, these, these parties. Totally. And this chicken shit. You know, just blame everything on Trump. But you know, Trump did the same thing, kind of, by blaming everything on Obama. Well, that's what you do. So, so when does, yeah, when has this not happened? So here's here's some other uh, additional data. Um, so this judge who ordered um, uh, ordered this, you know, these emails to be released. The way I believe the judge worded his order was <laughs> was interesting. And to me, this seems like yeah, is this this judge has got to be at friends with with Trump. Uh, 
in in his um, uh, to determine, you know, this is like uh, intent to provide the fifteen bag. The White House Counsel's Office granted the request, so you know this is going against the narrative that the White House knew about it with providing the FBI access records in question as requested by the incumbent president beginning as early as Thursday, May 12th. So now this judge is starting to put stuff out there saying, well, you know, the White House did know about it. So, so there's, there, this is, it's all so political and it just, it's so tiring well, this, to watch this This may shit. actually confirm, this may confirm <clears throat> the idea that they're trying, they, they're looking for a good excuse to get rid of Jean-Pierre. She's done. I'm telling you, she's toast for so, so many reasons. So if the incumbent president's got anything to do with this, and then she's on the hit list, she's done. Yeah, because they just can't fire her because it would be like a you know lose face. So oh, man, we picked this dumb shit, and she's like <laughs> no good. Well, they what? can't do that. Yeah, this is typical. Um, you know those those folders, the top secret folders. I had a thought. What are the chances if you're Trump and you see a whole bunch of these top secret folders laying around? I'd grab a stack of those. Imagine saying that as a birthday card. You know, just just putting some stuff in there. Oh yeah, no, it'd be great, great gift item. That's the kind of stuff he would collect. I I guarantee you. No, that's what that was my thinking originally. Now, I just uh, two more things about okay, uh, specifically about Biden's speech, which is kind of the genesis of all of this. Uh, CNN was questioned about the changing of red to kind of the pinkish hue. And they uh, and they said, oh, no, 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 no. This was a technical glitch that came from the CBS video pool. Uh, as far as I know, no one has questioned CBS about that. But here's one that I was surprised uh-huh. to read and not read from one of our many producers. Therefore, I question its validity. Um, this is a post from... A Marine, former Marine, retired Marine, who says, "Um, I don't know what those guys were doing who were standing behind the president, and I've been out of the service for about 25 years, but unless the military has adopted new posture for men in dress uniform, the posture exhibited during the POTUS speech is non-compliant. If you're standing there the way they were, your hands will be behind your back, not in front. Says, as far as he knows, there's no... Uh, posture for this that is a military code. Wow. And no one mentioned that. No one's that. brought that up in the, in the mix. So were these guys uh, just central casting? It would make sense with that Disney music they had at the end. Just a uh, thought. Just a thought. Well, it's definitely something to, to the... Well, it needs explanation. Needs well, I don't know who they're going to get. Where's our guys? It. Where's our guys? We got all these Marines. We got people watching. They know what's up. Something's up. Uh, hold on a second, John. I need a breath. And now back to real news. Oh, can we just get to the real news of the day? The big news of the day. The only news that matters. Can you guess what it is? What. Apple saved its top-selling product for last. We're going big with iPhone 14 and even bigger with iPhone 14 Plus. With an always-on display, a faster chip, camera upgrades, and out-of-this-world assistance. Emergency SOS via satellite. Uh, Satellite! So... Are they going to use continuous wave, or what are they going to do to make these SOSs work? And how are they going to get to the satellite? You need some some wattage to get to hit a satellite well, from the ground. Uh, 
Or at I, least a big antenna. I what? can tell you how it works because I, I watched the presentation. Um, they have, through some space age technology, have managed to put appropriate antennas into the new iPhone. But the only way it works, and of course you have to be outside in the desert. It helps if you haven't had water for a couple of weeks. Um, they have an app and then it, the app will help you point the top of your iPhone so that it's uh, most advantageous for hitting the satellite. And you can really only send, you know, very short messages, which take about 20 seconds, I think, to, to, to get uploaded in totality. I mean, you could also buy, a, you know, a top iPhone and grab one of those GPS devices that does the same. It's not, <clears throat> it's like, how is this the big deal? That everyone makes it out to be. Apple, 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 Apple. Oh, it's just Apple. Apple, Apple, You know, I had... You know, I've been using a Pixel 4 with Graphene OS, open source. You know, uh, it's basically Android with all the... Does the camera still work? Uh, The camera works, but the the selfie camera, or the one I use when I'm talking to my daughter on uh, video chat, that stopped working. It just broke. Excuse me. Uh, it so broke? It, yeah, it was just broke. I don't know. It got cloudy. I don't know what happened. It's cheap shit. I've had it for four years, I think. So time to get a new one. I asked our dude named Ben over there at uh, noagendaphone.com. I said, what do I need? What's the current state of the art? He says, Pixel 6a will have the uh, the longest support. Okay. So now what's great about this, you order a Pixel 6a online through 299 three 399 depending on what color you want to put a case on it anyway in this case so it's real cheap comes to the house and then you know there's instructions you can send it to him and he'll do it all for you but i, I figured i'd do it myself and i, I set up the google the de-googled graphene os phone and that all went fine that's perfect but here here was my here was the thing i wanted to mention so it's a, it was a fully, you know, uh, ready-to-go virgin Google Pixel phone. So what you do have to do is you have to at least boot it up in the beginning, go through some of the, the, the you don't have to do email address or anything, but you have to go through some steps to be able to get the update because you have to update it before you are flashing this OS. John, this thing, the minute I turned it on, the only thing it didn't do was say, hi, Adam. It had, my location was suggesting shit. It's talking to me. It's doing, it's doing captions of, it's playing video. It's, it's sucking me in. It's telling me I need to log in. I mean, the whole thing, no wonder people are hypnotized. It's unbelievable what they do to suck you into every single piece of their world right off the bat. Hey, Fredericksburg, there's a great restaurant open right now. Huh? <laughs> it's really frightening. Yeah. Well, I can give you my phone report. Yes. <laughs> did you get a new iPhone? What did you think of the new two, iPhone? Two months ago, uh, I, I tried, you know, this T-Mobile, they had these deals and I, I tried to get. Two months ago, I kind of lost the the, the, the number phone, in the account. The <laughs> you lost the number in the account. And I was thinking, well, I think I'll just go, go screw T-Mobile. <laughs> they stink. They can't, you know, get anything right. And so... I think, well, I'm going to go to Target and get a track phone account and just put the little card in there and stretch it out as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done that for two months. I have not had a cell phone. It could be three months, actually. It's been in the drawer 
unused, untaken out. I haven't used a, a, one of these phones for three months. And you know what? What? I'm, I feel better. I bet you do. All you need is pure beef protein and no cell phone. And you, you know, the, you I, I, I did have one of the uh, one of the uh, rib steaks from uh, yeah, Texas oh, Slim. Yeah, you, you had one the, of the beef in, the beef initiative ribeyes. Uh, well, it was the big one. It was a fit, yeah, yeah. it was a with the bone. This is the one with the bone. It's like the Flintstone one that you, that you put on the side of the car and the car tips over. It's dynamite. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah, no, it's very. It's an incredibly good uh, piece of meat. This guy has uh, produces. Well, it's K, it's, K, um, it's, it's, it's K and C cattle in Austin and Texas. Okay, Lube. well they yeah. they do good work. Yeah, they so, do. So, uh, but anyway, so I'm thinking. Well, you know, if I ever needed, you know, I, you can still borrow a phone from someone if you had some emergency, or you could. You know, if you got side of the road, you need somebody to call, you could wave your arms and make a phone sign. They'd call the cops. You don't need these phones. What do I need this phone for? So I get text messages all day? Exactly. And, you know, remember when in the years ago, almost 15 years on this show, we would actually map quest stuff. Remember that? No. You don't remember map questing where to go? You print it out? Before we had smartphones. I thought it was... Oh, you mean before smartphones? Well, it was around the cusp, and we started around the time the, the first well, iPhone f- came out, but it wasn't... Well, the first iPhone came out in 2007. Yeah, but did they have uh, Apple Maps? No. Not yet, but they had them pretty close. Pretty, yeah, I, I remember printing out directions. I, now I do that still. I use the computer. I got to go someplace. I'll either print out, print out directions, or, I, or I'll look at the map and figure out how to do it. It's better to do that than constantly having the phone tell you to turn left and turn right. right but well, if it's very complicated, some really far out place that I don't care to remember how to get there, uh, I just say, hey, Jay, you want to go for a ride? And uh, right, she's got a make, phone. Make, make, her, <laughs> make her give it was, While we're just doing old, um, old memories, the other day I'm walking back with the dog. I'm walking uh, up the driveway and it's, you know, the grass is cut and it smells nice and it smells like nature and it's kind of dusk. It's, you know, the sun is setting. And I'm like, remember when we used to be out all day and this was just going home time? And, you, and you know, where we are, uh, you know, I don't know, burning shit, hiding porno mags, running around. No one does that anymore. Well, I, I don't even know if there are any porno magazines. And why would you? Who are you hiding them from? Okay, with that, I'd like to thank you for your courage. To say oh, wait, the- before, you go, before you do that, I have to tease, since you never let me get to the Mar-a-Lago clips. You want to do them now? No, I want to tease them. All right, teaser. Dude, and here's how I'm just going to go. I'm going to ask you a question. Teaser, teaser, teaser. Why, why, what were they after at the Mar-a-Lago compound? What specifically were they after? And the answer to that, coming up next. As I say in the morning to you, uh, the man who put the C in solidarity contribution. Ladies and gentlemen, please say hello to Mr. John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning to you. And also in the morning, ship to see boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and the dames and the knights out there. In the morning to, uh, hello, troll. Hey, trolls, how you doing there in the troll room? Let's see how many troll we got there. Let's see what our... Ooh, oh, boy. They've multiplied. 2387. I think that's up there. We're getting back to... Yeah, last uh, last Thursday was 
22, I believe. They're multiplying. They're multiplying. You too can become a troll. Uh, You don't have to do anything to multiply. You can just join them by going to trollroom.io. Thursdays and Sundays, we do the show live. Uh, You can listen uh, live right there on that webpage and get into the troll room and troll troll around. You can stay logged in for as long as you want. I mean, the the stream is 24-7. It's the best podcast network in the universe. And of course, if you use uh, Podverse or CurioCaster, you can get an alert and be uh, zipped right into the troll room and the chat right from the same app that you get your podcast on you might like it give that a shot good news everybody sign ups sign up noagendasocial.com is now open so we have several thousand slots for uh, producers to join the mastodon revolution again sign up noagendasocial.com um, now, this, this is not a, a complete open registration. As uh, our boy Ariner has uh, created something called the Quiz Cha, <laughs> which I had not seen before. A Quiz Cha. Would you like to know what a Quiz Cha is? A Quiz Cha, like Cha Cha Cha? Like Cap Cha. Oh, okay. oh Quiz Cha. Oh, a that's quiz cute. Quiz Cha, yeah. Now he he changes these regularly. So do you, would you like? To, so you have to answer three show questions before you get to the sign up sheet. I like it. I'm already. I'm all in. So you want to do these? See if you, if you can get them. They're pretty simple. Yeah. Although a lot of people cool. get get the second one wrong. Uh, our okay. formula is this: we go out, we hit hit people in the mouth. Mouth. Very good. Very good. Number two. Ooh. This has already changed. Oh, and it even says, okay, how about this one? <laughs> We're not going like, to just give it to you. The episode number for Jacked Up Joe aired September 4th, 2022 is? Is what? Well, what number is it? What episode number? For Jacked Up Joe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, what do you mean? You, you, <laughs> no sign up for you. Well, there you go. I don't I know. I mean, I could, I could go figure it out, but I'm not, I don't I'm know if to in, my I, head. I don't know, and um, no, we're sorry. No, you start over again. Oh, there you go. You fail. I'm glad you question three? You didn't get past question two? I can't get to number three. Well, just assume I got past question two. Give me question three. I don't know what question number three is because we didn't have the answer to question number two. Oh, okay. Put down 1482. Okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> you should have just played along. Well, I don't have the number. I don't know what it is. I mean, I 14, can't play along if I don't see. actually... 1482. Was I actually see. doing some work? No, that is wrong. That is 1483. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how many chances you get. Uh, 1483. Hold on a second. Our formula is this. Mouth. Okay. Is it now not letting me... Oh. I think because I got it wrong, it's kicked me out. Wow. Well, it does its job. I like this. This is good. Let me try it one more time. No. Uh, it was, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. So you can join us if you can answer those questions. Yeah. Be very careful. And spelling and a matters. Question. We don't even know what it is. Spelling matters. It says it everywhere. Be very careful. And it changes frequently. It's just like the ham operator test. Yeah. And, this guy, you know, who is this again that did this? Ariner. Yeah, Ariner. Yeah. yeah our, this our is guy. typical. Ariner has turned into a despot. <laughs> yeah. That's what he does. That's what happens when you get too much power. 
<laughs> absolute power corruption. Power corrupts absolutely, or some I don't know. That's Whatever really, it is, that's, that's really that's nice for the guy who's been hosting this thing for four years out of his basement <laughs> for nothing. He's Refu- gone off the rails. Refuses to take any donations. Anything. He refuses. He refuses. I've tried. Yeah. At the moment, then he gets in a corner. Next thing you know, yeah. all the money goes to Ariner. <laughs> Answer the questions or F off. Answer the questions, you phony. <laughs> yeah, well done, sir. Very well played. Uh, fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's noagendasocial.com. You can follow if you can get in. Uh, you probably automatically follow me, Adam, at noagendasocial.com and John C. Dvorak at noagendasocial.com. Good luck. <laughs> from no agenda now let's take a look at the artwork and thank our artists for episode 1483 that was indeed titled jacked up joe if only we'd gotten it right the first time too bad uh, and this was brought to us by tante neil which was a uh, total cheesecake totally sexist uh, but it was okay because a woman made it yeah if a woman does it it's okay it's okay we determined this during our meeting um, pretty cool. Had Artemis there, which looked like kind of like a, a big magic marker. Uh, she had some, uh, <laughs> uh, she had w- some lube in her hand. She WD 40, not lube. <laughs> yeah. It's WD 40. It's such a horrible man. Uh, now let's take it. There was, I felt like we were lackluster. No, the whole thing was, it was, this was the only one we could pick. That's what I mean. We felt kind of lackluster. Um, let me see. What else did we have? So um, the mastermind did the did a pill with Wi-Fi biome, but then misspelled biome without an E. That was too bad because the size of everything was kind of fun. I like the... Now, this was Dame Kenny Ben. The I can't believe it's not effective. The uh, Like it was butter, lard. You didn't like it. You didn't get it. You didn't like it. The one I really liked, you refused with your yeah. veto. Yep. Which was the uh, the women, uh, the three girls and the one dude swimming in the... Uh, uh, in the pa- palace pool. In the palace pool. And I yeah. thought they, were, they looked super cute. You're like, no, that's insulting. It's insulting to Muslims. Why? You can't have these women swimming in the pool with that guy. Oh. And they can't have them in the pool in the first place. Forget it. They're not going to go in a pool. And when you saw the picture of the actually the guys in the pool, just a bunch of you know swarmy guys, uh, smarmy guys, I should say, in the pool jumping around. Uh, there's a lot of them, but there are no women in there. No, no this now, is no good. I, now let me ask, I'm defending let me, the Muslim no, woman's. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. But by the same rules that we allowed Tanta Neal, if Sir Net's Sir Net Ned's name was Sir Net Abdul. Would it have been allowed? I would have questioned the legitimacy of this person because, uh, no, <laughs> no, it still wouldn't be allowed. No. Wow, you're harsh. That's how it yeah. works, though. Um, we both. The one I liked the best was the flag, but it was no good for the show. What's the point? Uh, very good flag, though. Yeah, Dame Kenny Ben. A very nice flag. And yeah. we also looked at Tonta Neal's uh, top secret folder. It wasn't all that great. And that was kind of it, and it was just a beautiful. It was back to the garage. It had it had it had elements we liked, and cheesecake done by a woman always a winner. Yep, just, yep. we're yep. just saying. We're just saying. Uh, we'll now probably- there was a piece I like we didn't talk about, but it was the Disney characters carrying around a kind of a stiff, stiff Joe Biden, 
uh, with a flag. Yeah. We're not using Disney characters no. ever. No, if you want to get sued. Even if it's a parody, yeah. Disney will still go after you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, before, they don't care. Before we move on to thanking our producers, I went to the P.O. Box yesterday. Uh, just a quick thank you to Sir Nathan Lee. He uh, made, handmade a birthday card for me. Thank you. Let's see. This was uh, Jeff who sent me some new No Agenda Tea Club to test, which is port. Uh, tea in, tea leaves infused with port. Which uh, Yeah, he's got some dynamite stuff. It's No Agenda, no agenda Club. He does have some tea. Yeah, if you like tea, stuff. if you like loose tea in particular, yeah, yeah, you should yeah, get these. Yeah. Get this guy's teas. He's getting teas from all over the world and, mm-hmm. and packaging and packaging them them in a yeah. And I think with some no agenda with some Whoa, no agenda uh-oh. pun. Did the pile fall over? You okay? No, but you know what fell over? Believe it or not, mm-hmm. it fell into the pile. Was the rain stick? Uh oh! Oh, you're in trouble. No, I'm not. If the rain stick falls over, it rattles. That means you're going to get a microcell. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Marty Phillips for his book. That was very nice. Wish me happy birthday. And then uh, finally, I want to thank uh, Sir Dave Goose. Goose. Did you get the chocolates from the uh, or did, one guy? Did not get any chocolates. I did get the. Uh, oh, I think he wants me to get you get an address for you. Okay. Uh, I got no, the me- I got the metal yeah. spirits spirits the, gin oh, and the, the bless you the whiskey and the vodka the rain and, stick and, <laughs> and uh, the t shirt so thank you all very much <laughs> bless you hey. again you okay there gung yeah. mm. gung and let us thank our executive and associate executive producers of episode fourteen eighty four these are the producers who besides bringing us time and talent such as many of our artists again noagendaartgenerator.com. dot com thank you so much. Tantanil, um, uh, they bring uh, the treasure. And we'd like to give special credits, just like Hollywood does. And you know, for people who are you know, wondering, if you, know, you may have a podcast. I just want you to listen to how who this... Who doesn't? <laughs> have, how this works when people say, you know, value for value. Eh. This is how it works. It's, it's actually content. It's programming. And it's this feedback loop and this... The, the, uh, you'll even see today there are donation notes that that go back you know episodes ago with stuff that we've been talking about bringing it back it's this loop that is critical if you want to make it in podcasting unless you want to you know unless you're bipoc if you're bipoc then you have no problem then, uh, then you, there's a well, lot you of do a lot. podcast, but no one's gonna no one's gonna send money to you. Oh no, you'll get uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in corporate uh, production. Oh fees no, and yeah, if you want to go that route, sure. Like, well, <laughs> that's hello that's podcast for your ESG movement. score. Yeah, I, I support it. a pi- bipoc podcast. Exactly. What's the name of it? It's the bipoc show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Jay Humphreys supports this show. He's in Washington. And uh, he comes in with a cool 1,000, and I'm thinking this is, let's see what he has. Uh, this is on behalf of my smoking hot ooh, co-creator of human resource and love of my life, Shauna Norberg. Oh, and he wants something here. Hold on a sec. Uh, with this, please bring her up to damehood. Okay, so he's giving it to her. And de-douche her for me, will you? Of course. You've been de-douched. Keep up the good work, Jay Humphreys. Thanks, Jay. This is very sweet of you to do that for your. I should mention ride. he's in Paul's bow. You know him? 
No. How do you know I'm he's just in mentioning Paul's the boat? town. Oh, I'm going right. yes, to mention something about Paul's boat. If anyone's in Washington State and you're going up five, there's a little town called Paul's Bow uh, off the freeway that you should go visit. It is a uh, almost like a copy of a town in Norway. Really? And yeah, and they got the Norway flags. I'm sure it's Norway. It could be Sweden, but I think it's Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Norway, it's, Sweden. It's, 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 I'm pretty sure it's Norway. One, but anyway, one has got, gas, one has ABBA. It's got a lot of shops with the pastry shops that have these Scandinavian, uh, you know, products. And they have, it's just a dynamite. <laughs> it's one of the, it is a short off the freeway thing where you can get a, a hell of a stinky brown cheese. You get a fun little time in a, you know, you feel like you're in Europe for about 15, 20 minutes and then you can go back on the freeway. But it's cool. I well, well worth the trip to Washington State. Well, I'm just saying if you're there, it's not a trip to. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the Michelin one star. <laughs> I give one star. Okay, got because it. Because the two stars is worth a detour. <laughs> and the three stars, you can as well fly over there. Onward with Patrick Remensberger. Remensperger. Remensperger. Mm-hmm. He's an Encino, 922 bucks. Happy birthday, Adam. Thank you. Wish you knew how much we care, Yo-Yi and me. Okay. We had an idea. Can you add a tip jar on top of a donation? Tax-free to an extent, maybe? Answer, No. <laughs> No, no, we're not going to be tax-free. How does that work? No. I'm not sure what he's asking for. Tip jar. Uh, you want just add, add some money to it. Was he looking for like the add five bucks and then he wants to write off his taxes? Eh, just add five bucks. <laughs> but thank you very much, Patrick. Keep Drop the, some clothes off at the Goodwill. Keep the ideas coming. Uh, then we have 333.58. I'm thinking that might be for my birthday still. Shingle Springs, California. In the morning, comrades, it's, as John calls me, Brunetti. (laughs) Oh, this dispatch sent from Golden Cloud Ranch in the state of Jefferson, where it is currently 113 degrees and the pond and lake are dry and the fish are dead. Shake the damn rain stick and make it flood. Don't be stingy. The deer are panting. The chickens are all huddled around a block of ice Alex put in the coop. This sounds bad. Yeah, it's got to be bad up there. Uh, This is Dana Brunetti, of course, uh, producer to the stars. I recently sold my house in that godforsaken Los Angeles, and my tractor currently has 333 hours on the meter, so I figured it was time to send some beans. (laughs) You figured right. My issue with No Agenda Social is not really my password, but I can't remember what app to use to access it and toot. Um, seriously, you can just use the web browser. That's what, yeah, that's what I said. That's what all the cool kids do. Sean Avery is a lurking douchebag. Douchebag. John, I've considered the proposal you made at our last dinner. Candlelit dinner. While I appreciate the offer, I must respectfully decline. It doesn't pay enough, and I don't have the time, and frankly, Adam is doing the gig much better than I could. Mm-hmm. There you go. Finally. Well, you know what? It really, well, I don't know what you're thinking, but he came up with this idea to do Dana and the Keeper. 
You know, and I, I said I'd produce it if he wanted to do it. No, I'm already the producer. I'll just continue to produce and shut up. Let him do it. Well, maybe. Uh, Somehow it'd be it feels- a little different than your. It'd be different than your version because he would be drunk the whole show. <laughs> You're doing me dirty, Dvorak. And so You're doing uh, me dirty, I told man. him. Uh, I, I would. Yeah, I'd produce it if he wanted to do it. And he then I get. I think Alex. She's the one who put the kibosh on the idea. Uh, she, she's just, you know, she hates podcasting and she doesn't like us. She doesn't like so us? I'm, Why doesn't she like I us? I don't think so. No, she doesn't think so. She's, no, no. And she wasn't, didn't want to do this podcast, I guess. So that's the way it worked out. He also has this thing about, you know, he doesn't like being called Brunetti. I call him Brunetti all the time. He likes to be, you know, what it turns out, he likes to be either called the boss DB like DB DB come here DB hey no or DB that's a movie set thing hey DB DB what do you think of the shot DB DB can you sign off on my on my per diem DB but the name he really likes the most is Mr. Dana it turns out that he when he was in the Coast Guard he was an officer in the Coast Guard a bunch of these guys got together and they hired some Chinese coolie to work for him to clean up their place because they're messes and and he just got into the idea of being called Mr. Dana, Mr. Dana. So, uh, so he, that's he, what he, he was. He was on. He was on a ship. No, no, he was land based. It was like some. It was like you know, government island or someplace. I'm not sure where he was located. Cushy job. But, so wait a minute. So he retired from service, or was he discharged? I that part I don't know. Hey. I think he did, got discharged. I think he quit. He wasn't there that long. Okay. Anyway, uh, then he has a number of douchebag call-outs. He says, let me do them. Randy. Douchebag. Will. Stop. He's going to renege on the Will one, so skip that one. Because, cool. I, you know, I, I've looked at it. I looked at the numbers. And our de-douching numbers, we only have like six to nine months left. What do you of mean? available D douches. So I don't want to waste one on Will. Oh, you mean we're out of D douches? No, we're not out. It's, we, we, we can go we can go another nine months. And then we're out but of D douches. After that, then we're out of D douches. Then the supply it's is over. Be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Well, maybe we should run this kind of like um, uh, the European Union. We get a cap on this stuff, and uh, and you know we're going to have to jack the price up. Well, luckily we have a lot of douchebags left, so. Corey. Uh, Corey. Douchebag. Vinny. Douchebag. And Phil. Douchebag. Are all douchebags. Oh, yeah, there he goes. Not Will. He donated, but then got in trouble with his wife. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> he needs something else. He doesn't need a, a, a douchebag. He, needs, he just needs another thing. Another D. Bottoms up. Keep me anonymous. Just kidding. Oh, and the and the fifty eight cents of the donation is for Adam's belated birthday. If you couldn't tell, the three 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 is to prevent the bullshit associate producer secretary credit. Which, by the way, give it to Alex Switcheroo. <laughs> okay. Well, that's another thing. He's got this. This is his long term bitch. He says in Hollywood. Yeah, I know but, exactly. Executive. Yeah. yeah. Associate executive producers are gophers. Right. Well, then he should have given more the first time. Well, he didn't know at the time. He's still complaining about it. But he, he, he's, he's up to his ID, IMDB uh Yeah, no, credit. he's fine. He's good to go. Yeah. He just still has a 
it's in his crawl. Anyway, but Dana, can we give uh, him some rain stick stuff? I don't mind doing the rain stick for here in California. Yeah, I'll do it. Hold on a second. And Dana, by the way, I just talked to uh, uh, Tina. She's fine. Mr. Dana. Mr. Dana. Hey, DB, DB, you got the gig. You're good to go. Dana and the Keeper. We got to come up with a better name, though. DB and the Keeper. There you go. All right. All right. This is for you. This is for the ranch. I'm going to target this specifically where. Is he northwest, northeast of you? Northeast? Yeah, he's in like Jefferson. What does that mean to me? Where do I point the thing? Give me a, a compass heading. Uh, north of me, uh, slightly uh, to the east. North of me. Like 10 slightly. degrees to the east. Ten. I'm going to do nine. I won't make do too much. Okay, ready? Nine's uh, good. You two probably flip, hit it. Two flips, two flips, two flips. You're yeah, two. Go. Right, right, go. One and two. Woo, extenderama. Do your shake, Johnny. Do your shake. I did. <laughs> I'm going to do one. Especially for Dave. Here's the next one. <laughs> All right. It should be raining in California within the week. Hold on. No, it's three days. I got to re-rack my rain stick. Be careful, man. Just lean that thing against the wall. It can hurt somebody. There's uh, a little switch on it. You can change the duration. <laughs> You're up, Kevin. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I am up. And it is uh, Kevin Collins, a.k.a. Butt Flapperton. <laughs> I don't remember that, but okay. He's in Christianburg, Virginia, 333.33 in the morning. In the morning. I was hit in the mouth by the Brothers of the Serpent podcast. Well, thank you, Brothers of the Serpent. They hail from Texas Hill Country near Adam and talk about that cool ancient shit. Hmm. Corporalites, literally. Love you guys. But Flapperton. <laughs> but Flapperton. I was like, I thought I saw a note for uh, for Bruno Baudry come in from uh, Quebec. I'm so I'm sure of it. How come we didn't? That's uh, interesting. No. Do you have anything Won't from you? him? No, I got nothing. I did what I got was it's in, it should be in. Okay, then we'll just uh, give him uh, the double karma. You've got karma. That should do him. And uh, I'll take Sean. Well, go ahead. You take Sean. I'll take Tom. Sean McCrossin's back from. Tiga K, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. There's a, probably a story behind the name of that place. Uh, 333.33, and all he wants is a D douche me and a rubbleizer. You've been D douched. Uh... Oh, this is something else. <laughs> I never heard of that one. India, Tango, Mike, stand by. 33, 33, 33. out. Uh, up next, Tom Blowers uh, from Brownsville, Texas. It's pronounced Blowers. I, I like Blowers. Okay, well, Blowers is a good thing. Is it like flowers, I guess? Blowers, yeah. Blowers. Uh, 258.63, associate executive producer, which you just heard from your executive producer on the show. You're, you're just small and meaningless compared to him. <laughs> DB says, you're no good, Tom Blowers. In the morning, gents, please accept this treasure of 258.63. The two is to get my note read. Hello, happy birthday, Adam. The 63 is to celebrate my tats, T-A-T-S, of August 11th. Tats? Oh. I'll offer a little help. 
TANSTAFL is the acronym. Oh, T-A-N-S-T-A-A-F-L is the acronym for there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got you. Uh, then he says, yeah, I'm, uh, by the way, my goat scream Howard Dean sandwich is delish. Should play that for you. Uh, no jingles, just some CDL test passing karma for MSHW Shelley, my smoking hot wife, Shelley. Thank you for your courage, Tom Blowers, Blowers uh, from the tip of Texas. And we'll do this double for you, see if we can make this happen. <laughs> You've got karma. Go. All right, so now we have a switcheroo. And in Kennewick, Washington, Two three, uh, uh, two four two three three from Isaac Henry. Please credit this donation to my father, Ron Henry, for his seventy seventh birthday nice. on September seventh. Beautiful. Seven seven on seven. Love you, Dad. No karma, no jingles. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason is in Roseland, New Jersey. Two hundred in the morning. Please only use my first name. Done. Also, please deduce. You've been deduced. And please give me some of the strongest jobs karma you've got. It pays off. I'll cut you in, so don't hold back. Oh, hold on. Well, you need the uh, TPP jobs karma in that case. Um, also, some little girl yays for good luck, please. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we can do that. Uh, let's get you this job karma out of the way first. Jobs. 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 You've got karma. And last Yay! on our list of us. Oh, sorry, girl. Alas, on our list of associate executive producers is Zane Peterson in Manti, Utah, uh, home of the Mantis. $200. Uh, could I just hear John say that's bullcrap? It cracks me up every time he says that. I call bullcrap. She just says it well, too. But I'll say it <clears throat> with the way, she, when, when I, the way I, when I mean it. That's bullcrap. There you go. A little slower. You, you, a little slower? deeper and extend it a little <clears throat> bit. That's bull crap. <laughs> it still sounds a little red. Just like you red. really mean it. Like, like oh, communist? Let, let me help. I'll, I'll give you a setup line. Hillary Clinton's going to run for president. Huh? That's bull crap. See? Together we're a dynamite team. Yeah, well. Nailed it. Coaching Nailed it. always helps. Yes. All right, that uh, is that it? Is the last one? Yes, that yeah. is our last one. Thank you to these uh, executive and associate executive producers uh, of the best podcast in the universe. Your treasure matters to us. It keeps us going, and we'd like to thank you with titles. Of course, you get the executive or associate executive producership. You can use it anywhere. Go take a look at DB. Go put it wherever DB has his title. Put it there. You'll get work. you get work if you happen to be in the movie business. If you'd like to learn how, go here. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Thanks again for bringing your time, treasure, and talent, and all that stuff. <laughs> Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Shut up, slave. Shut up, slave. I'll do some COVID stuff, I'm thinking. I'm going to my Mar-a-Lago clip. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez. I'm, try, hate, I'm trying to do it. No, I hate Here we it. go. I do not. Now, I wanna, I, I'm going to ask you the questions. This is solved in clip three. We might even 
skip clip two. Ooh, but, whoa, uh, straight to it. It's like Operation Warp. No, I'm not going to start with clip three, but I'm going to I'm going to start with Mar-a-Lago analysis NTD. This is from New Tang Dynasty. Uh, I want you to guess what it is they were after in the place. They're they're all full of shit about what they said they're after. Do I get to say it now, or do I have to wait until they're done? No, you can say it now. So it was. They're all full of shit. It wasn't that. It was something. I really don't know, John. We've okay, been, good. So none, the none of them, even the French intelligence uh, agency, none well, of them. You'll see, you know, I was kind of surprised by this too, okay. but this actually makes most sense. But let's start with the uh, wait, analysis. Wait, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Proof that the moon landing didn't happen. So let's start with the first clip, Mar-a-Lago analysis. Mike Davis, the former chief counsel for nominations to Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley. Great to have you on, Mike. Thank you for having me. And as you know, a judge has appointed an independent special master to review the records seized by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago. What does this mean, and what does the judge's order reveal? I think what Judge Cannon is revealing here is that she does not have confidence in the Biden Justice Department or Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt. There are clear problems with this investigation. And she talked about this. She said, quote, the swirling allegations of bias and media leaks, what we seen with this investigation is that they are constantly leaking and lying from the investigation. First of all, the president had the absolute constitutional power to declassify anything he wanted before he left the White House, and President Trump did that. He had the absolute statutory power to to keep and maintain these records in the office of former president in Mar-a-Lago. It is legally impossible for President Trump to have violated the Espionage Act or any of these government record statutes. So therefore, it's legally impossible for him to have obstructed investigations into these non-crimes. And I think Judge Cannon in the Southern District of Florida is seeing the impropriety, the, the illegal conduct coming out of the Biden uh, Biden Justice Department. They're illegally leaking out things from the grand jury, which is clearly illegal. They're leaking out from this affidavit that they're hiding from the American people as too sensitive. They leaked out that, that Merrick Garland did not personally approve this raid. That was a lie. They leaked out that Trump had America's nuclear documents. That was a lie. They leaked out that President Biden and the Biden White House was not involved with this raid. That was a lie. President Biden had to waive President Trump's claim of executive privilege, which paved the way for this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful home rate of a former president. Am I supposed well, to know what they were looking for now, all of a sudden? Well, he, this guy seems to be in some sort of in-the-know position. And I'm going to skip, he goes on and on about the master and what it means and all, you know, and why it came about because the Justice Department was leaking stuff. In fact, I was just watching CBS yesterday yeah. and they're, Going on about all the stuff that they've they've dug out of the uh, and, and, Mar-a-Lago, and I'm thinking, well, how do they know this? The Washington Post just ran a whole bunch of stuff, and and it's like, how do they know anything unless somebody's telling them? That's one thing, and the other is uh, it is against the law, in fact, in the United States to uh, leak information from the grand jury. Correct. Yeah. That's, yep. And can you is that like uh, go to go to jail or just slap yeah. on the wrist? Yeah. yeah. Well, in this case, it'll be slap on the wrist because the it's the cops that are leaking it or the fbi in this case so let's go to what this is all about uh which is clip three mar-a-lago analysis and this is the thesis that he has and once he says this i said it could be could be 
People need to step back and realize what this case is all about. This has nothing to do with classified documents. This has to do with President Trump's declassified personal copy of his Crossfire Hurricane records. He declassified them on January 19th, the day before he left office. Biden, the Biden administration dragged their feet and did not publicly release these documents. But President Trump has these documents and they are damning on Russian collusion. They are damning for Obama, Biden, Hillary, Susan Rice, Brennan, Clapper, the FBI, the intel community. That's why That's why the Biden administration, that's why President Biden and his administration had to do this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful home raid because they had to get back these documents. Everything else is political noise. Oh, okay. Well, this came up, though, early on, didn't it? This was one of the things that... Uh... It was kind of... It's, it was within a series of smokescreen items. I don't know that it came up that solidly. This guy just... No, this is no. it. Well, you know you know what this is. You know what this is. Thousands of sealed indictments. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I'm not going to deny the possibility that this is just another one of those 10,000 sealed indictments. Bullshit. There we go. And this guy could be as full of it as anyone, which is possible. Uh, oh, that's so great. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you stop tape for a second? Will you go to the next topic? Yeah. Oh, it's just behind the patio furniture. <laughs> Good beef. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a a uh, I have a, a a quiz for you. No. Okay, the, I'm here. Okay, what items did the Nigerian customs seize from China? Uh, dildos. Officials in Nigeria say they've seized an illegal consignment of around 7,000 donkey penises destined for China. The animal parts were intercepted at the airport in the commercial capital Lagos. Ishak Khalid has the story. I love the donkey penises. The head of customs at Lagos Airport told the BBC the animal genitals were found in 16 sacks. <laughs> that's the be- that's the kicker. Where did they hide them in socks? <laughs> you sure he wasn't really saying sacks? Huh? No, I think he said socks. I'm keeping it at socks. I don't can't be sacks. That's also kind of funny. Oh boy! Eh, more toilet humor. Time to check the pulse, and we begin with toilet paper and shrinkflation. One person calls it a double whammy for your fanny. While toilet paper rolls are shrinking in size, wow. their price per roll is rising. USA Today reports AngelSoft has cut the number of sheets in a roll and the size of each sheet, going from four inches to three point eight inches wide. The company says changes were made to make the sheets thicker. Remember, uh, I, I told yeah. you this. I I told you. I told you that the the something was going on with the toilet paper. I called this weeks ago. A double whammy for your fanny, really? How how embarrassing must that be to read that script on network you know, television? You know, you don't have to read it. Of course she does. Network. Everybody has to read everything verbatim. Like the view, the same thing. All right. Let's see, uh, how are we hiding the dead bodies these days? Let's see. This morning, a news anchor's medical scare on live TV is raising awareness of women's risk for strokes, even in middle age. The Tulsa... Our, the Tulsa Air and Space Museum. Julie Chin was delivering a story to her viewers in Tulsa, Oklahoma, when she suddenly found herself unable to speak the words on the teleprompter. The event features uh, live 
uh, I'm sorry. Something is going on with me this morning, and I apologize to everybody. Let's just go ahead and send it on over to meteorologist Annie Brown. Julie, we love you so much. We love you so much. We have those days. But it was not just one of those days. Chin later updating her viewers on Facebook, saying doctors believe she suffered the beginnings of a stroke, but not a full stroke. I was looking for the obvious, like a small detonator or some trigger wires. It comes after former NCIS actress Polly Perrette recently revealed she had a massive stroke last year. She says it nearly took her life at the age of 52. But I'm still here. And I'm so grateful. Stroke is the fifth leading cause of death in women in the U.S. One in five women between the ages of 55 and 75 will have a stroke. Symptoms include difficulty walking or talking, sudden vision changes, sudden severe headache, numbness or paralysis. Doctors say early detection is key to survival. Time is tissue and that means your brain tissue. And the sooner you get to us, the sooner we can fix it. Yeah, okay. So they don't even try to come up with reasons. Yeah, 55 to 75, of which none of these women were that old. But okay, it's, it's just, it happens. Uh, Justin Bieber's wife, stroke. Eh, it just happens. It just happens. It's, and there's more fun stuff. And a new study finds a dramatic increase in cancer cases among people under 50. Dramatic. Researchers blame poor diet, sleep deprivation, and other lifestyle choices as risk factors for several types of early onset cancers. Ooh, lifestyle choices. What kind of lifestyle choices are we talking about here? Uh, vax. Mm-hmm. Accepting it into your life, perhaps. Uh, and they just keep going. You know, it's like we just got to keep scaring everybody, keep piling on. Oh, we got arsenic. Dangerous levels of arsenic have been detected in the tap water of a New York City apartment complex. More than 2,500 residents have been told not to drink or cook with the water. Some residents say the water has appeared cloudy with a foul odor for about a month. No word yet on the source of the arsenic. Hey, hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. There's <laughs> something weird with this water. No, just as brown and cloudy as usual. Hmm. Now we seem to be dying from it. And this is a, always a good one when it comes to fast food. Hello, McDonald's marketing. To the index now, and the E. coli outbreak that may be linked to Wendy's has spread to more states. The outbreak, first reported in Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, has now spread to New York and Kentucky. 87% of the 97 people who have gotten sick reported eating a burger or sandwich with romaine lettuce at the fast food restaurant. Oh, more than 40 people lettuce. have been hospitalized. Mm-hmm. No. You know, I'm now convinced that this Rome, it's always romaine Romaine. lettuce. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of lettuces that are grown, many similar to romaine insofar as they're, you know, kind of could be dirty. Yeah. Uh, Why is it always romaine? Always romaine. I don't. By the way, let's go, wait, let's take it one step further. Have you ever had a fast food burger? I would have to affirm. When did you have a fast food burger that had romaine lettuce on it instead of normal iceberg or any other kind of lettuce? Romaine lettuce is not the lettuce you put on a, on no, a burger. No, because, no, it's iceberg. Because that rib in the middle lifts the bun off too high. Hmm. So why are these burgers, these, these burgers suddenly toxic by romaine there's something fishy about this romaine 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 thing well, i'm okay i'm very curious if um i'm curious if wendy's actually uses romaine less you know they use it for wraps 
you know, or I'd like a, a breadless burger, please. And you wrap it in some, uh, hmm. Yeah. It's not romaine usually. Romaine's a skinny, long lettuce that is dead with a big rib, a crunchy rib in the middle that makes it so well, good. Well, of course. And it makes a good, it's a good salad lettuce. Yeah, of course. Probably most uh, lettuce that we get, who knows where it's from, is probably, you know, grown in poisoned soil. Who knows? I'm all, I'm all I'm eating is, I'm just, is beef. I'm just bringing up yeah. the fact that it's always romaine. And now they're accusing, <laughs> and I'm sorry, and they're accusing the burger place of using it on the burgers. They, and I don't know, any, I see no evidence of this. Well, if that's not going to kill you, surely the monkeypox will. And the White House has hired a monkeypox coordinator. Wouldn't you just love to have that on your door? That'd be a great title. Yeah. <laughs> monkeypox coordinator. What did you do for the White House? Yeah, monkeypox. Yeah, monkeypox coordinator. What do you mean monkeypox? You, yeah, well, I was a monkeypox coordinator. So Everyone with monkeypox had to go through me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yes, and that probably makes sense in this case. Now, I wish I could have been, we could have been on the meeting, say, hey, we need someone to address this monkeypox. We need someone to talk to people. And uh, now, of course, it's not just men who have sex with men. It's uh, many other people. It's not sexually transmitted, but we, you know, we've got some stigma. You know, how can we really screw the gays? How can we put it all on the gays? The gays need the monkeypox. Not just any old gays, the male gays, the gays with penises. Let's bring out, oh, I know, a gay guy. Sure. The confusion that exists, the misperceptions. Yeah, so I think, you know, this this virus transmits through very close skin-to-skin physical contact, often in the setting of sexual exposure. But um, there are other mechanisms for its transmission, including if you touch objects that individuals who've had monkeypox touch, or if, um, if you have prolonged exposure to respiratory droplets. With that said, signaling to people um, who are in the gay, bisexual, other men who have sex with men communities, and also transgender people who have sex with men, that it's really important to have awareness that it's circulating in the community is really a critical part of the messaging while not generating um, you know, inordinate concern and really focusing on the infection as linked to an identity. So it's just an infection. It's not linked to an identity. It just happens to be in the social network. It's in the social network. Did you hear that whole list he had? I gotta practice. Yeah, you're out of touch. Let's listen to that again. I mean, it was dynamite. He had men who have sex with men, men... Well, let's see. If you touch objects that individuals who've had monkeypox touch, or if um, okay. if you have prolonged exposure to respiratory droplets. That said... With that said, signaling to people um, who are in the gay, bisexual, other men who have sex with men communities... And- the bi... The gay, bisexual... Hold on. Gay, bisexual... And men, other men, and, and other, other men, men who have sex with men, who have sex. So if with you're men. not, so if you're gay, that's one thing. Well, wait, if but you're there's bisexual, more. But wait, there's more. There's more. Also, transgender people who have sex with men. Transgender people have sex with men. Okay. But what? It, what is this one miss? This category that is not cate- this cate- uncategorized category. Other men who have sex with men and the, who aren't gay or bisexual. No, who are these people? I, that may be us. I mean, I what's, what's, left? So. what's left? They've categorized everybody else. <laughs> what are we? Um, who are in the gay, bisexual, other men who have sex with men communities and also transgender people who have sex with men. Yes, by the way, that, well, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah. It's the men who have sex with the other men who have sex with men community. It's community. So it's not like one guy. <laughs> it's a community, John. 
It's a whole bunch of guys. Where is where does this community and, live? And this whole bunch of guys. They're you know what I got. I figured out what it is. They're not gays. They're not bisexuals. They're Trump supporters. They're, That's obviously what it is. Other men who have sex with men. It's Trump yeah, supporters. Trump supporters. <laughs> they, they won't take them in to the gay community. They won't take them in the, as a bisexual. They're just other, other men, men who have which sex is Trump with supporters. Men. So it's like uh, uh, Richard Grinnell. Yeah. 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 The former uh, national security advisor. Yeah. The director of national security. Yeah. He's a, he's a other man who has sex with men. Because he's a Trump supporter. He's not, that's not, don't smear the good gay name with him. No. Is, am I crazy or is this just really rude what they're doing here? <laughs> just see. Just well, I see from some perspective it's rude. Seems really rude. All right, let's see if we can scare everybody with some COVID because, you know, COVID has time to come back again. It's once again... Get ready for all all your little uh, restrictions and rules and regulations, especially if you're in Canada. Things to remember is COVID's not done with us yet. Oh. We might want to be done with it, but it's still around. And yes. Oh, how, how patronizing is this dude? COVID's not, you may be done with it, but it's not done with us yet things to remember is COVID's not done with us yet. Ah. We might want to be done with it, but it's <laughs> still around. And yes, we have a lot more tools, a lot more understanding, a lot more knowledge on how to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe that have allowed us to get back to regular life in a lot of ways for a whole bunch of people. But we also know that as winter comes and as people get pushed back indoors, there is a real risk of another serious wave of COVID. One of the best things we can do to prevent that wave, prevent the pressure on our healthcare system, prevent provinces from having to take decisions around restrictions and mandates, what? is to ensure that everyone is up to date in their vaccination. Up to date. Oh. The recommendation is, you know, you should uh, be up to date in your vaccinations if you have, a, have had a dose within six months. Everyone who has been a while since their vaccination, this vaccination, should look at the fact that we have new vaccines coming out this month that are tailored against Omicron that will provide better protection and everyone should get out and get vaccinated. If we are able to hit that 80, 85, 90% of Canadians up to date in their vaccinations, we'll have a much better winter with much less need for the kinds of restrictions and rules that were so problematic for everyone over the past years. Oh, restrictions and rules. Restrictions and rules. Uh, I mentioned the University of California. I think I did in the last show. Mm-hmm. They require now that if you have you have a flu shot, not to blame COVID. COVID is, yeah, you got to get COVID. But if you don't have a flu shot, you have to wear a mask all the time. Sure. John- and I'll say it again. The flu has been around forever, every year. But why all of a sudden do you have to wear the mask of obedience uh, if you didn't get your flu shot. And mo- a lot of people don't get the flu shot. The flu shot's dumb. Because they have control and people will comply, particularly in your area. Particularly. No, is- oh, yeah. This, it, it, it's as if nothing happened. Of course, nothing did because vaccines didn't work. Masks don't matter. Uh, lockdowns were harmful. It's all been discussed. It's all mainstream. It's not, it's not, not a joke, man. But who gives a shit? 
Just keep pushing. Well, back in this country, the return to school is now being blamed for a spike in COVID cases among children. Data shows a 14% jump in pediatric COVID cases last week. The White House is urging parents to get their kids vaccinated. And jab them. Turning now to the pandemic, just days after the CDC gave the green light for those new COVID booster shots, major chains like Walgreens are now offering appointments. The new doses with protection against the most common Omicron variants, and they are Recommended for everyone 12 and over who has already been vaccinated. The CDC says only 49% of eligible Americans have had a previous booster shot. They should have uh, just like the doctors, you know, like four out of five dentists recommend. They should have doctors like, hey, I recommend this. Hey, I'm so-and-so and and I recommend this jab. I would like to see. Yeah, like the old cigarette ads. Yeah, yeah. When the doctors are recommending various cigarette brands, that's how, you know, that's our medical system at work. (laughs) Uh, and the recommendation uh, for now, for now, is not as dire as everywhere else. But for now, for now, it's, it's still want to be up to date every year. Those updated COVID booster shots are rolling out this week. Woo! At the White House today, health officials said COVID shots will likely become a once-a-year vaccination targeting the latest strains. The shots are free for now, but administration officials say the program needs another injection of funds from Congress. Ah, more money. More money, more money. That's yeah, all going to be free. Free forever. And if you want to know what it's going to be like here in the wintertime, let's go to Australia. This is exactly, and I remember this with COVID. It hit summertime here, and we'd had our, our beginning of lockdowns. And it was like, well, Australia, they're doing a good job. There's nothing happening. Remember that? They don't yeah. let anybody in. They got no COVID. They got one person. They killed him. And they buried that person, <laughs> that set his clothes on fire. We're great. And then winter came. And of course, along with it came influenza. But okay, COVID. And now it's wintertime once again in Australia. Queenslanders are being warned that they might need a fifth COVID jab before the end of the year as authorities monitor the spread of new Omicron variants. Live to 7 News reporter Georgia Costi, who was on the Gold Coast. Now, Georgia, what's prompted this? Good morning, Mon. Well, this latest COVID wave is decimating healthcare staff and putting extra pressure on hospitals right across Queensland. Around 700 people are being treated for COVID in private and public health hospitals. And on top of that, 7.6% of Queensland health staff are currently off work sick themselves. Here at the Gold Coast University Hospital, they have temporarily suspended Tier 3 services, which is lower-level planned care. Now, this all comes after it was announced that from Monday, anyone over 30 will be eligible to receive their second booster. However, um, we are being warned by some healthcare professionals that this is unlikely to be our last booster. And we could, in fact, need a fifth dose by the end of the year. Simon, it appears that this is something we will just have to accept as the virus and its variants continue to evolve. The way of life. All right. Thank you so much, Georgia. Oh, the way what of was, life. What, what was Georgia's contribution to this report? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. She sound like a, like a, oh, I don't know, a hysteric. A little bit. Just running around. I think, you know, so they're going to have to come back with the incentives again. Uh, Hamburgers? No, no, I think. $100 bill? No. I think we need to wrap it into our other program. Um, And for every every time someone gets a booster, uh, we send another stinger missile to Ukraine. So we can say, (laughs) do it for Ukraine. Do it for Ukraine. And people, you know what? People, you know, 
I know it's like, you know, it hurts a little bit, which tells me the booster's working, but I'm just really, I'm here, I'm doing it for Ukraine. People will love it. Well, if you want to take it further, you can have your name inscribed on the missile. Oh, <laughs> hey, this is good. That's a great idea. Just a magic marker, but still. Hey. Well, it could be anything. It could be one of those little inscription uh, tools, or it could be, a, or it could be a, a sharpie. And you could put maybe five, you might, you know, because of the nature of it, you had to put 10 names on there. F U Putin. Yeah, stuff like that. Little message. You pay extra for yet to get, if you get your whole family faxed, then you can get to (laughs) put a personal message to Putin. And then finally, again, something that people only got a little snippet from for the haha, but the whole, the full. 50 seconds of this clip is quite good, I found, and entertaining. Our, our Dr. Ja, who is the uh, COVID response uh, doctor, uh, who I do not think has ever even met the president. He's, Probably not. Uh, um, what's the name of that, by the way, what's the name of that Chen woman? Chen? Yeah, Chen, the one that's always Lena, on. Lena Wen? Lena Wen? Wen, Wen, Wen. Lena Wen. Yeah, Council on Foreign Relations. Oh, surprise, surprise. Let me guess, World Economic Forum? Uh, Forum? I haven't Yo- found that. Young I just, Global I was Leader? Just going through the roster. Trilateral the- Commission? <laughs> maybe. Bohemian maybe. Grove? <laughs> Possibly. That seems unlikely. She's a woman. All right, here's Dr. Ja. So here's the simple version. If you're 12 and above and previously vaccinated, it's time to go get an updated COVID-19 shot. Updated shot. Update me. Update just like an iPhone. Now, here are a couple of caveats because there are always... A- oh, my goodness. They should do uh, every iPhone update. You know, like, oh, there's a new iOS that has cool new um, emojis. You should be able to get the beta of that if you get your shot. I mean, it's Apple working with the government. I'm telling you, be perfect. And you can still say, I'm doing it for Ukraine. Now, here are a couple of caveats because there are always a few caveats. If you got a recent infection or were recently vaccinated, it's reasonable to wait a few months. Eh, Just hang back, hang back. It used to be strict, exact timing, temperature. You remember that? You remember the days where you had to be within like a three days window? 23 days. Yeah. If not, you might die. Eh, Take two or three months. Now, we expect millions of people to get the shot this month. <laughs> For Ukraine. As folks get back to school, get back to work, and get back into their regular routines after the summer. And as the annual flu vaccination campaign kicks into high gear later this month and into early October, we expect millions will choose to get their COVID-19 shot at the same time. Oh, or over the course of the fall, when people go in for routine checkups. This guy actually sounds like Tim Cook. Doesn't he have a little bit of Tim Cook's cadence? You know, we expect a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, we expect millions of people to I didn't pick it up right use, away, but I can see where you'd think that. Millions of people to use iPhone. We, Notice how they never say the iPhone or your iPhone. It's like iPhone. Millions of people are using iPhone. I guess you haven't noticed. Expect millions. No, I have not noticed it, but I'm now on the lookout. You just go look at that whole presentation, and we think iPhone should be this. It's like iPhone is its own entity, its own godly entity, which from a financial perspective it is. And as the annual flu vaccination campaign kicks into high gear later this month and into early October, 
We expect millions will choose to get their COVID-19 shot at the same time. Or over the course of the fall when people go in for routine checkups. The good news is you can get both your flu shot and COVID shot at the same time. It's actually a good idea. I really Well, he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you why. I'm glad you stepped on it so I can stop it and bring your attention to it. He will explain. The good news is you can get both your flu shot and COVID shot at the same time. It's actually a good idea. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other oh one for the COVID God. shot. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. I, Clip I, of the day. Clip he, of the day. He's sitting there saying, "I." it would have been better if he said, do believe. But no, instead he says. No, I, I was hoping for do believe, yeah. but he didn't say do believe. <laughs> Clip of the day. What up? What up? What an a-hole. <laughs> This is my favorite. And the other one for the COVID. Wait, no, no. I really... It's two arms. I really believe... One for the... Why was this? I really believe this is why God gave us two arms. Do you, do you think he really believes that this is why God gave us two arms? Does he really believe it? No, he's a liar. I mean, that's... That's sacrilegious, man. Don't be so Minimally. Fl- don't be so flippant, man. I really believe... Are we... Well... To be fair about it, you see those man on the street questions. I mean, no wonder they talk to us like we're morons. Yeah. I, I had a whole bunch of them. I, I can't even bring myself to play them. Oh, play one. No, I play don't. One. I, no, I didn't clip anything. No, I'm forcing myself. I was going to clip one today for today's show, and I just I felt the same way. I'm forcing like, myself oh, not to do it. It's the same guy, and he's, he's got dynamite material. It's just, it's so sad. Sad. Yeah, it's not right. He also obviously hates women. Um, um, let's go to. I got some. I got a student loan thing, but I got. I want to get this out. I get because I'm one of my things. I'm doing a running gag with is these Democrats that are convincing themselves that they're going to do okay in the midterms. Oh no! This, and, this is this is totally the narrative. I think Republicans are even saying, "Hey, man, I think the, the Democrats are going to do really well." Yeah, they are. It's a sucker's game. It's been going on for a while. I have three pretty short clips. Uh, There's Dems winning the midterms. Just 62 days until Americans vote to decide, among other things, which party will control Congress. There's a new poll out. It suggests Democrats have some momentum with registered voters. Here it is. 45% of registered voters say were the election today they'd cast their ballot for the Democratic congressional candidate on the ballot. 40% say they'd vote for the Republican. If you narrow that down to people who say they'll definitely vote in the midterms, Democrats lead 48 to 45 over Republicans. The GOP looking to turn that around this week. Republicans are launching a massive ad buy across eight states in an attempt to boost key Senate races. (laughs) They're set to spend nine figures, so hundreds of millions flooding the airwaves, including those in Georgia, North Carolina, and Ohio. Much of that money set to come from the Senate Leadership Fund. It promotes Republican candidates. A spokesperson for the group said they plan to spend the money defining Democratic candidates around their extreme positions and their enabling of President Biden's agenda. And I think it's time for us to explain once again, because we do it every election cycle, what this is really about. Whenever it gets close to election time and we hear the, oh, neck and neck, neck and neck, it's pretty close. 
What is it about? It's always pretty close. So give us the networks, the TV media, the news media, the print media, any media. Give us money. And we'll try to even things out because, you know, you need to advertise. Otherwise, you're going to get you're going to get shellacked. And this will be. Oh, look, look, look. You're losing. Look, you guys are down. Oh, man, you're going to take it. You're going to get wiped out. And this will be Mark Zuckerberg's true albatross since he came out and stupidly said, we're not going to take any election money. (laughs) <laughs> what an idiot. I mean, that it's, it's like, this is the bonanza. This is the event. Remember, we had Les Boombas. Trump rocks. It's like people advertising everywhere. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, Les Moonves was straightforward. He was on a conference call to investors, and it was like, We've played this it. is going to be a great quarter because of the election. Should we play it again, just real quick? Yeah, you might as well. The, the advertising climate couldn't be better right now, and I've never seen it this hot for a number of years. Third quarter scatter was phenomenally good, and fourth was even better than that. So as the year ends and we move into 16, guess what? In 16, we have an extra AFC champion playoff game. We have the Super Bowl, and we have a year of political advertising that looks like it's shaping up to be pretty phenomenal. You know, we love having all 16 Republican candidates throwing crap at each other. It's great. The more they spend, the better it is for us. And uh, go Donald. Keep, keep getting out there. And, uh, you know, this is, this is fun. You know, the, uh, you know, watching this, let them spend money on us. And we love having them in, in there. And we're looking forward to a very exciting political year in 16. Yeah. Now, Facebook is going to have a real problem with their numbers. Well, Facebook's going to have a lot of explaining to do <laughs> you know to what? the shareholders at a meeting. But you know, this, you if know? I was a shareholder, yeah, well, actually, living. I am a shareholder, as a matter of fact. You're a face, a face bag shareholder? Yeah. Long? I think it's... You're a, long face bag? Oh, totally. Uh, and all these things are evidentiary that they're going to, you know, f- Facebook is is a depressed stock the way I see it. Because of this kind of thing, this kind of stupidity. Once they get rid of Zuckerberg and put somebody in who knows how to <coughs> milk milk it, they can really do well because they're going to have to start buying publications. I got a lot of thoughts on it, but I'm not going to bring them up here. Uh, let's go to clip two of the of the, uh, the Dems winning. Right. There is a structural structural advantage for Republicans uh, in gerrymandered districts in the House and uh, in the Senate, uh, in the Electoral College as well. Did you hear what she said, this expert that was brought in by Shep? (laughs) Yes. (coughs) Now, I want you to explain to the people out there, what is a gerrymandered Senate district? It's a statewide election. You can't gerrymander the Senate. <laughs> um, it's a statewide election. You're in right. Each there, and every there state. There is no gerrymandering of districts. You That's can't right. gerrymander, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you talk, guys, you can vote in here in California. Now, what is she talking about? Well, now, so when you re- now, when you redraw... That's right. I mean, does a senator have a district? No, a senator doesn't have district. There's no senator district. Has a state. It's the whole state. And is it? Uh, hmm. I'm sure they can explain it. There's no explanation. She's talking through her hat. <laughs> 
Nice way to. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in in a hundred years. It's a good, it's a good oldie. It's, it's a, oldie. It's a very classic. Right. I mean, it's just it's on. It's a it's a little lighter than talking through her ass, which is the the less polite way of putting yeah. it. No, she's full of shit. That's another way of saying it. Yeah, it's a, right. or bull crap. You could throw that one out. It's bull crap. Okay, here we go with uh, the end of this little analysis. I want to show you what we just got out of Florida. You've probably seen this from the governor's race. Look at that. Ron DeSantis has but a three-point lead over Charlie Chris, the Democrat now, currently, used to be independent, used to be Republican. Are those numbers real? Do you buy it? I'm, it's so funny that you asked me that because I looked at that today and I said, I don't buy that Marco Rubio is only two points ahead in the Senate race or that uh, Charlie Chris is that close to a very popular governor in quite a red state. If we find out on, on election night, Shepard, that Charlie Crist won that race, I think it would be entirely because of the issue of abortion. And again, we won't know who is the most energized to get in a car that day, to get their friends out, to give money, to knock on doors and produce uh, a victory uh, until we see it on November 8th. Now, here's the two people, two people looking right at corrupt polling designed to get people to spend more money on advertising <laughs> and neither one of them seeing it or are they just pretending they don't see it i would say they're pretending i of would course. say that they're i i would say no to that i would say that they're sincere yeah these people maybe who are these people where they have any That's shep smith and uh, some analyst who thinks you can gerrymander the senate <laughs> yeah I wonder if she can tell me what time it is by looking at an analog clock on the street. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Might not be possible. Might what the hell is that? Uh, Why is it round? <laughs> All right, the vape wars. Um, I'm going to deconstruct what I think is happening with this latest uh, settlement between Jewel and the states. Here's the report. Jewel has agreed to pay $438.5 million to 34 states and territories over its marketing practices. While not admitting guilt, Jewel says that it's all in the past and the company now has a new, more honorable mission. The two-year investigation finding Jewel intentionally tried to appeal to children with ads like these featuring young, trendy models. Other marketing tactics included hosting launch parties for new products, offering free samples, advertising on social media, and selling products and flavors attractive to children. And it worked, apparently. In 2019, the same year Jewel says it, quote, reset the company, more than 5 million young people said they tried vaping within the past 30 days. Just the year before that... The number was 3.6 million. Jewel commenting in a statement, the terms of the agreement are aligned with our current business practices. We remain focused on the future as we work to fulfill our mission to transition adult smokers away from cigarettes, the number one cause of preventable death while combating underage use. All right. I've been following this very closely for uh, many years. Even uh, Trump almost got... uh got uh, swept up into this bullcrap and, and they tried to stop it um so to review jewel was purchased by philip morris you know the, the biggest uh, tobacco i guess arguably one of the best tobacco uh, manufacturers and marketers um and the problem with jewel as it was out there on its own initially is as you heard millions of kids stopped smoking tobacco or weren't smoke let's put it this way 
we're not smoking tobacco products, but we're uh, either starting with Juul, which is uh, vaporizer and nicotine, no tobacco involved, uh, or they uh, might have stopped smoking altogether. The issue for the states, the states got this payout. That's, that's why this caught my attention. The issue is that if kids stop buying tobacco products, the master states agreement doesn't work. And the master states agreement was amongst, I think, all the states, but certainly these uh, these 34 or 38, uh, they get a piece of the tobacco sales to pay for people dying in their state because of tobacco. I know it sounds yes. kind of ghoulish, but that's it literally is ghoulish. the deal. It's totally ghoulish, but it's like you can just see them going going for it. Well, you know, you know, Bill, the fact is that people are going to smoke anyway. And we, there's nothing we can do about it. So I think let's, uh, if we actually, if we take some of this money, it will probably push the price up and that it will help people not want it because they can't afford it. So it's a good, it's a win-win. It's a win-win for the state. Now, of course, all the states have already packaged that money years in advance, you know, into bonds and like, hey, what's going to be, it's going to be a steady flow. People don't stop smoking, certainly not during shitty depression times. But then this jewel thing, this vaping threw them for a loop. And so what you're seeing here is a calculation and a settlement, in my opinion, between the states saying, okay, we will let you continue with your plan, which I'll explain in a moment. But first, we got to see some moolah because we got screwed out of this deal by Jewel. We didn't get all the money we needed. We need more money. Okay, we'll pay you the half a billion dollars. Boom, there it is. Shut up. And now comes IQOS. This thing is already, I think, up to 35 or 35% of the world tobacco market, particularly Asia. It is non-combustible uh, smoking device and tobacco. So you don't actually burn the tobacco, according to... I have not tried one. I have yet to receive one. You don't burn the tobacco. You, it's non-combustible. You, I'm not quite sure what it If you call the PR people, you can get one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if, if I called PR people, I'd have a free Roadcaster Pro. I'd have all kinds of free shit. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the idea. Well, it, if you can call the PR people or one of these uh, two-person electric... Uh, EV tolls, that would be great. That ain't going to happen. Anyway, so this, so this is the idea because you can still vape these things. It's, you've, this is for people who've been trained to vape. It'll feel very comfortable. Oh, you charge it. You put a little thing in here, a little pod, and you can even smoke it indoors because it's smokeless because it's non-combustion. And it's tobacco, so they will go back to getting a piece of the revenue. This is what it's always been. And, of course, ABC has to help out with this mission, and so they're going to add a little bit of pizzazz by saying, hey, you know, you really, you shouldn't be using vape at all because nicotine will kill you in so many ways. Now, Dr. Sutton, there's a lot of conflicting info out there about the safety of vaping. So what does the data show? Well, Dan, there's a lot of misinformation and miscommunication on how much nicotine is in these products and also the dangers of nicotine itself. In fact, it's been found that two-thirds of those between the age of 15 and 24 do not know that jewels contain more nicotine than cigarettes when in reality one jewel contains enough nicotine 
nicotine to accommodate 20 cigarettes. And they also don't realize that nicotine has dangerous effects itself. There's this idea that since there's no tobacco in these products, that it's somehow safer. But nicotine has been associated with increase in heart rate, blood pressure. A study from the American Heart Association has associated nicotine to increases in cholesterol and triglycerides, which all increase the risk of heart attacks and strokes and other cardiovascular disease. And nicotine also negatively affects the brain. It can affect attention centers, mood centers, causing irritability. And this is especially important for young adults because many don't realize that the brain continues to develop until around the age of 24 or 25. I cross is on that bull crap report. Come on. By the way, this made me think about something. How, you know, so these days when you have a test or you're anxious uh, and you're growing up, you know, or, or you're worried about asking a girl out on a date or a boy, doesn't matter. um, You have anxiety. And what do we do? We give you SSRIs, we give you Lexapro, we give you stuff to remove. Yeah, you'd probably be better off with a smoke. Exactly. Back in the day, shit, man, I got a test. <laughs> you know, take a couple of hits, get a nicotine. Rah! You feel depressed in the morning, take a hit. Good to go. Donut, black coffee. Merca. Donut, black coffee. <laughs> and a shot of scotch. Yeah, what's your problem, people? I so, cost uh, on deck. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm pretty sure that it's about that time. It's great reset anyway. Might as well uh, bring that back in. I'm excited. Should be fun. Well, I want you to try this stuff. I the, want the to I try quash. it too. I, yeah, I'm very excited about it. I mean, I'm not this. interested to say the least. But have, you've I'm never smoked have you? technology. You've, no, I never have. No, never even a puff just to try it? No, never. Cigar? I have smoked cigars. Do you like it? I like the flavor of a good, of a good Cubano, but generally speaking, cigars taste terrible. So blunts are off the table. Blunts are out. <laughs> I'm going to show my support by donating to no agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on no agenda in the morning. So we have a few people to thank for show 1484. 84. 84. Bruce, starting with Bruce Schwalm, <laughs> Bruce, who's been giving Bruce. us money recently. Bruce. And I appreciate it. He's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, $150.33. Ah, home of WSQV, the Susquehanna Valley. Zachary uh, Hanslick. Hanslick, I think. And he's also in Pennsylvania, in Downingtown, 100. Weird name for a town. He wants, he wants a de-douching. Uh, he needs a de-douching. Oh, let me see. You've been de-douched. I'll de-douche you, boy. No worries. Take care of you. He's, he makes an interesting comment here. I says it got, I got him into the show during the twit anniversary years back and kept interrupting Leo, <laughs> shouting, Hail Apple! <laughs> We were doing this on our show. We came up. We were so, you know, this is probably what uh, caused many a rift. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Because right. we were just busting on that shit nonstop. Dennis Price is up. He's in Pine Grove, California. He's in for $100. Uh, he sent an email about uh, nuclear energy. Mm-hmm. Blair Williams in Austin, Texas, 100 Carrie Jackson in Watertown, Tennessee, 100 and then we jump to Sir Kevin McLaughlin, the Duke of Luna, lover of America and lover of boobs. He's in Locust, North Carolina, and he gave 8008, and he's the only one. Nice. 
Sarah Wood, 5833 in Powell, Wyoming. Uh, Beth Puji in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, Andre P. These, these are 58s. Uh, did you, I, don't, I don't know if you mentioned that. Oh, I'm that. sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, no, the well, first I'll, one was Sarah Wood was 5833. Hey! Yeah, these with, are your people. You start stay with away. Beth. Stay away from my people. Beth Puggy, 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 Motoguchi, uh, 58, Henderson, Nevada. Uh, Andre Pichu, Ramsdong Sphere, 58, thank you. Happy birthday. Sir Rob Knight of the Philanthropic Shareholders Federation in Leiden. Uh, Leiden. <laughs> QQ in Key West, thank you. Sir Greg, the Momix Knight of the Inner Banks in Newport, North Carolina. Happy birthday, where all your exit strategies remain unrealized as we need you guys to keep us sane. Uh, Sir Greg with a double G. Angela Bull in Kingsville, Texas. Eric Hoff in Edmonton, Alberta, Scandinavia. Michaela E. King in Temecula? Is that what I'm saying? Temecula. Temecula? (laughs) Go figure. Of course it'd be Temecula. Uh, California. Brandon Locklear in Sugar Hill, Georgia. Melanie Lawson in uh, East Sussex, Great Britain. Uh, Jesse Smith in Woonsocket. Hey, I've been to Woonsocket. My mom I've grew up around Woonsocket. Yeah. yeah. Home of the Pawtuckets, I think. Gavin McGoldrick, San Francisco. Matt Lose or Lossy in Odessa, Florida. Lossy. You know Matt? No, I know the Lo- I know some other Losies. Nathan Garza in uh, Whitestown, Indiana. Brian Bowser, or is it Bowser? Uh-huh, uh-huh, see? In King George, Virginia. Brian Navarro in Los Angeles, California. And finally, uh, Gergana Yankova in Buckinghamshire uh, in Great Britain. Oh, that's the swanky area, Buckinghamshire. Thank Onward you. with uh, Keegan Sullivan. In, uh, we can do this all year round. We just keep this going. Yeah, just keep having birthdays. We'll that's see great. how long that this uh, goes on before it peters out or people start complaining. Keegan <laughs> Sullivan in Peoria, Illinois. 5624, Michael Gates, 5280, Jeffrey Kenyon in Klontarf, Queensland. They got some great names for cities down there. Uh, 5029. And finally, we go to our $50 donors. And I'm just going to do names and locations. We don't have that many today anyway. Uh, Villarreal, Villarreal starts this off. in Matthew Smith in Colchester, Suffolk. A lot of Brits today. Good for, oh, maybe because of the Queen. Yeah. James Scott in Parlin, New Jersey. Philip Kuzanovsky. Uh, Kuzanovsky uh, is what it looks like in, in Austin, Texas. Edward, Sir Edward Missourik in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Jonathan Meyer in Xenia, Ohio. M. Jill Jaunty in Omaha, Nebraska. William Dolgay in Bristolville, Ohio. And last but not least, Sir Jason Deluzio who is now situated in Miami Beach, Florida. I want to thank all these people for making the show 1484 a winner. And uh, especially for all of our Brits, since I know it's going to hit you real hard real soon, a little bit of extra jobs karma couldn't hurt. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You've got... And, of course, thanks to all of these producers, also those who came in under $50 for anonymity. And, of course, you might be on one of those many subscriptions, uh, which you can do. You can determine your own or put in some magic numbers. There's a couple that you could... In fact, there's many you can read about on our website, specially built there for... Dvorak.org. 
slash na. Ah, short donation, short list. Isaac Henry, uh, happy birthday to his his dad, Ron Henry, seventy uh, seven on the seventh. Happy birthday, Jeffrey Kenyon. You just heard him donate. Happy birthday to his son Jake. He turns twenty nine today. And Sir Marty Williamson, happy birthday to his Rachel, his daughter Rachel, twenty nine on the tenth. Happy birthday from everybody here at the best podcast in the universe. Uh, no title changes, but we do have one dame, of course. Uh, we don't have a dame name for her, but we'll just dame her dame, Shauna. Yeah, um, I got my blade. Here you go. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, where is, oh, hold it towards the mic. There you go. That's better. And let me grab mine. There you go. Uh, up on the podium, please. If at all possible, Shauna Norberg. Shauna, you have been bestowed with the title of Dame of the Noah Jenner Roundtable thanks to your husband's contribution, but I'm sure it's both of yours, right? So let me proudly pronounce the as Dame Shauna, and welcome to the roundtable where we have hookers and blow, but maybe you'd like some Rent Boys and some Chardonnay. Hey, it's never wrong. Or if you'd like some uh, Harlots and Haldol pepperoni rolls and pale ales, we've got uh, some room uh, geishas and sake, vodka and vanilla, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider and escorts, ginger ale and gerbils. We got all kinds of now. Na- oh, cowgirls and coffin varnish. But maybe it's the mutton and mead. In fact, it's going to be great. You're all alone here today. Well, of course, once you join the other knights and dames, but uh, you have the first pick of the the mutton and the mead, so enjoy that. And when you're done licking your chops and wetting your whistle, go to noagendanation.com slash rings. Uh, Make sure that you give us information. We can send the whole package for your knight, uh, your damedom, uh, which includes your uh, signet ring, the wax to seal your important correspondence with, and... uh, of course, the certificate of authenticity. We, uh, you know, Tina had a visitor here the other day. It was uh, Dame Christina. I want to say Pearl. I can't remember. She's a flight attendant with Southwest. Oh yeah, this flight attendant you mentioned before. Yeah, it was really nice. She came by and uh, uh, they went out to dinner together. You know, do chick stuff. Uh, but she gave me a nice birthday card, and it was sealed on the back with some lovely golden uh, No Agenda Roundtable sealing wax. Nah. It it really is a nice touch. You gotta admit. It's pretty cool. No, I get yeah, well I get all the mail for the box and so you can see it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Both yes, red and box, gold yep, are going yep, to on the box too, exactly. No one should Well the No Agenda meetups is where you're going to find your community, uh, I know because I've been to many of them, and I think we got another another cool one coming up uh, in. Uh, don't we have one coming up in Austin soon? Pretty sure we do. Uh, like another hill country meetup, if at all possible. Anyway, uh, people do like to attend them. Sometimes a lot of people that show up. And uh, well, here's one a report from the Knoxville meetup. In the morning, you people, this is number eight at the Knoxville meetup. Make way for the royalty and knights and whatnot. In the morning, no agenda tribe. This is Billy Bones embracing the rest of the tribe here in Knoxville. We'll see you around. The spook will not speak. Hi, this is Noah with Chris, Sir Seat Sitter at the Knoxville No Agenda Meetup. Hey, Adam. Hey, John. And the morning. Love y'all. It's Sir Sir Seat Sitter here of After a Six Pack here with Noah in the morning. It's phone boy of the Lotus Effect. You may have heard of us. In the morning, y'all. Boom. 
Man, a meetup with Sir Seat Sitter and Phone Boy. I mean, you're talking. Oh, my God. You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. <laughs> peak no agenda nation. Uh, time to let you know what uh, meetups are on the way. Uh, the uh, Evac Zone sent us a promo. Join us this Saturday at Blue Sky Tavern before you have an amygdala meltdown. Amygdala cores are radiated by MSM lights need to be shielded with no agenda, good friends, and small batch rye. Hope to see you there, and remember... You bet resources like no agenda meetups too. <laughs> Bring your resource. Ignore the air raid sirens and the exploding nuclear plant warnings. Bring your human resources. Uh, today at six o'clock, uh, Phoenix, Arizona time, uh, we've got the Blanco Cocina and Cantina meetup. I, I, I got corrected. It's Cocina. If you say Cochina, then that's something completely different. And I've got them straight now. That's in uh, Scottsdale. Duke of the South is organizing that. He must be uh, on location. On Saturday, the Benz and Bernadettes, that brunch, brunch together, stay together, 10 o'clock in Brood, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, also on Saturday, Greater Annapolis. Let's go. What's, so what? 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 What's Brood? It's the name of the place. Brood. Oh, Brood. B R E B R E W E D. Yes. Oh, thank you. Could have been misconstrued. The Brood. Greater Annapolis. Let's go social. Two o'clock in O'Laughlin's, Arnold, Maryland, on Saturday. Also Saturday, the South Jersey Slaves meet up. Two o'clock Eastern, Garden State Distillery. I've been where the Tom's River, New Jersey, New Jersey. It's my old stomping grounds. Now this is Sir R. Daniels. Who's organizing this? If you want to get some inside dirt from some cool organizations, you want to check them out. Uh, or is this a different one? No, it's, no this is also uh, Mr. Daniels. Yes. I don't know. It's Tom's River. Go. Mid Vancouver Island meetup, three o'clock on Saturday, the Rogue Oasis in Lake Cowichan, Cowichan in British Columbia. The Chicago Beach meetup, long time no SEA, Montrose Beach, Chicago, and that'll be four o'clock on Saturday. South Mississippi meetup, five o'clock on Saturday at Chandelure Island Brewing in Gulfport, uh, Mississippi. What well, says MS? Wouldn't that be Missouri? No, M- no, no. MS Mo is Missouri. Thank you. I'm at long COVID. Um, Gitmo Nation Reindeer Meetup in Helsinki. Oh, Woolshed. The Woolshed. What kind of Finnish name is that? The Woolshed. <laughs> hey, Olaf, where is the meetup in Helsinki? Is it the Woolshed? Unless I'm misunderstanding. Um, Sir Sammy is organizing. That would be fun. Maybe Wonderhelm will stop by. And you just heard the Three Mile Island Evac Zone meetup. That's uh, Saturday at 6 o'clock. The Blue Sky Tavern in Edders, PA. Seafront Aperitivo, Northwest Italy. Il, Chios- Il Chosco Sotto Il Sol. Corso Grabiba- Gra- Garibaldi. Diano Mara- Marino, Italy. You better go to the website, because I don't know what the hell I just said. (laughs) And then on Sunday, uh, which will be September 11th, Ah, show day, what could go wrong? Never forget, we have tiny amygdalae potlucks at uh, at the organizer. That'll be in Anchorage, Alaska. Man, it's all over the place, these meetups. Uh, Also on the 11th, uh, 505, Cause We Can. That's uh, Urban 360 Pizza in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Our very own Sir Jeff Toig is hosting. And finally, in uh, Highland, the Netherlands, on September 11th, the Urkup. Jasper is organizing in Harlem Town. The Harlem Town Meetup. Those of you who know Agenda Meetups, at least the ones coming up in the very near future, 
You've got to go to one of these. At least once, I guarantee you'll come back for more. It's just like eating potato chips. Noagendameetups.com. Start one yourself. Sometimes you want to go hang out with all the nights and days. You want to be where you want to be. Triggered or held to blame. You want to be where everybody feels the same. It's like a party. Let's see, 245. All right. Uh, do you have ice house? I have two, actually. Let me see. I have one mediocre one, but it might be good. I don't know. Oh, well, let's, I got two, so we might as well do your mediocre first. I don't know if mine are any good. Okay, this is... Oh, let me, let me, jack, let me boost you, man. Boost! One, one, two. Yeah, very low. Here we go. This is a safe space. What? This is a safe space. Is this a safe space? No, this is a safe space. Yeah, well, on, based on my interpretation alone, it won't fly. Yeah, let's try this. Fact check, true. That one? Already the winner. Well, wait, wait, wait. We have one more. We beat Farmer this year! <laughs> we feet Farmer? We beat Farmer this year. You didn't hear Joe? Oh, yeah, I heard that we beat Farmer. I don't know we what he's beat Farmer about. this year! You like fact check, true better? Oh, yeah. And you're the one that gave me grief for putting Biden attempts in the ISOs, and you'd keep doing it. Well, the re- <laughs> Yes. Guilty as charged. I don't know what to say. Well, that's okay. I like to fact check true. Yeah, let me just jack that up a little bit, too. Get a little more oomph. Make sure that people hear it good. Uh, here we go. Let's try this. Here we go. Fact check true. Yeah, I think it's good. We should and what that. makes it work is that short... That extra beat. Yes, the true. Just true. blast the true in there. I agree. It's good. It's good. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, yes. No, I do have an important... Two, I have a couple important clips to play before we leave. Uh, one is this one. The Pentagon says tonight it is putting a pause now on deliveries of a popular fighter jet. The Defense Department says the F-35 from Lockheed Martin has a part made in China against regulations. And the Pentagon says it doesn't pose any national security issues, but will be replaced with a part from an approved vendor. They hope to resolve the issue quickly and resume deliveries. Okay. What's the part? Oh, why would they tell us? That seems like part of the story to me. What is the part? Is it the radio? <laughs> is it the bomb site? I don't what know. is it? It's Chinese. Is it, they make it sound like it's a, a bolt. It's Chinese. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, this is that's terrible reporting. Uh, let me see. I don't know who reported. I'm look oh, into I that. I have a Chinese story. I got the. I got one clip left. It's called the Chinese lockdown. Bring us up to speed on the earthquake. And there's stupidity going on in China. The death toll is rising and aftershocks continue in Sichuan after a magnitude 6.6 earthquake hit the Chinese province on Monday. Over a million residents in surrounding areas are reported to have felt moderate tremors. Some homes and buildings are destroyed or severely damaged. This dashcam video shows the moment the quake struck in Luding, a county near the quake's epicenter. Tall trees and structures are swaying and shaking. At one point, the facade of one building just crumbles. 
Authorities locked down 21 million residents in the Sichuan capital of Chengdu because of rising cases of COVID-19. This social media video underscores the heightened tension among residents who are venting their frustration as they remain in lockdown after the quake. On social media, a man pleads, Do you understand the situation we are dealing with in Sichuan right now? Because of COVID, we can't go out. But because of the earthquake, we can't stay inside. Who can tell us where is the safest for us? The region has also endured drought and the worst heat wave on record. Man, what is, what is up with the Chinese lockdown? Why? Why do no one seems to care anymore? It's just like, oh, they're on lockdown. But these are not insignificant. What do they know? Something we don't know, or they is this just what's to come for us? What I don't think that they know anything empty. that we don't know. So this is just. I don't know why they're so freaky about it. It's got to be political crap for on their side too. Then it's got to be some bullshit that we don't understand yet. I have a few clips to end up with. I think they're all important. They're not that very that long. Um, otherwise, we'll just never get to them. The first one is just this thought this was interesting. Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes is asking yeah. for a new trial, citing yeah. newly discovered evidence. A jury convicted Holmes earlier this year of defrauding investors in her blood testing company. Now her lawyers say a witness for the prosecution has approached them expressing guilt over his testimony against Holmes. The witness, Dr. Adam Rosendorf, testified that he repeatedly warned Holmes that the company's blood testing was inaccurate. Dr. Rosendorf was clearly the main or one of the main government witnesses. He was the head of the clinical lab at the time that these events took place. So he was the person who knew what was happening in the lab, who had direct communication with Elizabeth Holmes uh, and also interacted with Sonny Balwani. If her request for a new trial is not granted, Holmes faces up to 20 years in prison. Sounds like you know, sounds like you know more about this. Well, he never said that he gave false testimony. He just felt bad that she's going to, you know, she was found guilty. So he comes over her house and go and <laughs> apologizes for, for testifying. And so she thinks this is a reason for an appeal. Oh, man. Yeah. Poor so Elizabeth. This is going, nobody out here thinks it's going anywhere, this whole idea. The, the, she's going to... The true she criminals go to jail. She's a she's a criminal. Yeah, the criminals. Are, yeah, she's just lost. I mean, it's all those old horny dudes over there in venture capital land. They're the ones that egged this on and made her. I think agree. Like her shit I agree. They stink. they kind of pushed her to it into it. She yeah. got a big head. And yeah, <laughs> Steve Jobs syndrome. Um, a couple of good Joe bits at the end here. Um, tell me what uh, our president is saying here, please. You know how much? You know how much I'm going to do with the deficit this year? One trillion five hundred thousand. What exactly did our president say? You know what I'm going to do with the debit deficit this year? One trillion five hundred thousand. Yeah, I think what he meant to say was I reduced the deficit this year, but it comes out as <laughs> reducing the so deficit. Reducing the deficit. You know how much? You know how much I'm going to do with the deficit this year? <laughs> One trillion five hundred thousand. Ah, love that, love that, love that. It was a big day for the president, the White House. You know, a lot of activity. Uh, he had his true, his true boss and master over, uh, Michelle Obama. History was made at the White House yesterday. The Obamas helped unveil their official portraits. The former president and first lady discussed what the two portraits represent to them. 
a girl like me, she was never supposed to be up there next to Jacqueline Kennedy and Dolly Madison. Uh, she was never supposed to live in this house, and she definitely wasn't supposed to serve as first lady. When future generations walk these halls and look up at these portraits, I hope they get a better, honest sense of who Michelle and I were. And I hope they leave with a deeper understanding that if we could make it here, maybe they can too. Michelle Obama even appeared to take a dig at former President Trump when she discussed the significance of a peaceful transition of power. Trump broke with tradition by not inviting his predecessor to unveil the portrait. Yeah, there was all kinds of oh, guffawing, and you know, and I and I thought that they had already unveiled the portraits. I that- thought so, I thought so too, but I guess not. And by the way, I think. Michelle's portrait really stinks. It's ugly. It sucks. Obama. Uh, she's got Barack's a nasty look on her face. She's not attractive in the picture, which is what the opposite of what you're yeah, supposed to do. And she's low resolution. Obama's this is, is terrible. Ha- it's a terrible portrait. And yeah. Obama's looks more like a photograph. It's actually pretty well done, but except for this, the background is kind of boring and. But you, do you remember light. that? Do you remember that the previous stately portrait? Yeah, the where, one where he was in the bushes. He was in the bushes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that wasn't for the White House. Okay, who knew? I don't know what that. I thought that you know. I thought that was the official painting for the White House. The bushes painting. Where he's in yeah, the bushes. That, no, that's what I, that's what not. I thought too. But it's not. No, it's not. Ooh. That was for like I don't know some other official thing. Hey, isn't this a little outdated? Come on, people. We got we got iPhone iPhone that talks to satellite, okay? You guys are still painting. What is this tradition? Why not do a 3D sculpture or something cool? Seriously. Well, it's a gallery of painting, so you know, the, I mean, you could go to Photoshop and do something, you know, yeah, do, a little do more something interesting cool. than yeah, the do painting. Something, yeah, Unless you had a really great painter, but these painters they're using suck. are not the suck. <laughs> well, but yeah. And then um, uh, Jill Biden made a real good funny. <laughs> Joe, honestly, everybody stood but Joe. <laughs> she gets a standing ovation, and then she calls out her husband, who's who fell asleep. <laughs> and, then, and then he stands up. Michelle, <laughs> for a friendship I treasure. Oh, Joe's alive. He can actually stand up by himself. <gasps> oh, so cool. And there it is. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, end of show mixes uh, coming up for y'all is uh, Sound Guy Steve, and we're going to do a little uh, Deaf, Dumb, and Blind Night, a little Vaxolene. Haven't heard that one in a while. I'll roll that out for you. Coming up next on noagendastream.com is Rare Encounters, Abel Kirby and Cold Acid, uh, one of their episodes. <laughs> Make sure you stay tuned for that. Boost those guys. And coming to you from the heart of the Texas Hill Country, still in FEMA region number six. It hasn't been redistricted or gerrymandered. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, we're FEMA region nine for your information. Uh, it hasn't been changed either. I'm John C. Dvorak. We return on Sunday. Looking forward to meeting y'all here. It'll be the 11th. Show days are always fun. 
remember us at Dvorak.org slash NA. God save the queen. And until Sunday, adios mofos and such. The moment you've been waiting for is here. It's time for you to go get your vaccination. When do you think we'll start to see the vaccine making a difference in case numbers, hospitalization numbers, and most importantly, those death numbers? Needing this large numbers of people getting vaccinated to see the impact. At some point after February, weekly deaths in vaccinated people surpassed those who didn't get a vaccine. So you've not been vaccinated. That's correct. We just need to get more and more people vaccinated. Health officials are urging people to get vaccinated after a case of polio was detected in Rockland County. New York City accounts for almost 20% of America's largest ever monkeypox outbreak. The UK has authorized a booster vaccine designed to protect against two variants, the original virus and the Omicron virus. If you're fully vaccinated, and especially if you got your booster shot, you are highly protected. You know, no one's worried about safety. It's clear the vaccines are very safe. Researchers have confirmed that the COVID vaccine is safe and effective. There's a new kind of vaccine coming soon, known as the bivalent vaccine. A steady trickle of patients filed into this polio vaccine clinic in Rockland County. A booster vaccine is intended to be a reminder to your immune system. All that's required at birth is the hepatitis B vaccine. The head of the CDC is urging everyone who is eligible to get the booster. Get the updated version of the COVID-19 booster shot. And there's a diphtheria tetanus, what they call the diphtheria. You got to get them diphtheria boosters yearly or else we'll develop locked jaw madness. There is a new COVID vaccine campaign that's expected to kick off. All children in London, aged 1 to 9, will now be offered an additional dose of the paleo vaccine. I think the vaccine has breathed new life into people. Yeah, they will get everything they got at two months except the hepatitis B vaccine. People who are fully vaccinated can still die every day.
Vaseline and hell Some say I've lost my mind I keep mixing words up all the time Hold on, look, here's the deal The fact of the matter is I'm a giant gap machine Waiting for a Vaseline Dvorak.org slash N-A Fact check. True.